I'm your host, Kieran B. I recently completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one. Each episode, myself and revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a who-should-have-won podcast. We are here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion-based podcast and a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be trained experts. If we destroy your favorite movie or praise a movie you think is trash, we encourage you to write us in at our email, which is bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. You can also find us on our social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Best Picture Cast. And we're back for a new season, season three. And we have the Godfather gang with us to talk Godfather Part 2 to kick off the new season. I will reintroduce them shortly. But in the meantime, I just encourage anyone who's listening to this, whether this is your first Best Picture Cast episode or you've been with us in the past, just subscribe, follow us. If you can, write a little review, do a little rating. All that helps us get out there. And we appreciate all your support. So as I said, we got the same crew back with us today who were with us in our Godfather episode toward the conclusion of our second season. And I'll introduce them one by one, starting off first with RDB. Artie, welcome back. Salute. Yes. <laughs> and joining me as well is Joey R. Joey. Happy to be here. Bummed out that I can no longer get people's reactions when I tell them I've never seen the Godfather movies. Uh, well, at least there's, well, at least there's Godfather 3. three. <laughs> and then Godfather 4, Salvation. <laughs> Godfather Genesis. <laughs> and uh, that final voice with us here is Grant C. Grant, welcome back. Hello, everybody. And we brought the Godfather team back together here to discuss The Godfather Part 2, which is the sequel to The Godfather Part 1 and the first sequel to win Best Picture. The first American sequel to have the numerical title. So, which is, you know, we lose sight of that sometimes. You just think that that's always been the thing, one, two, three, but it was, believe it or not, in in The Godfather series that did that first. And it is some movie at three hours and 20 minutes. It's uh, a lot to handle. Joey, this is your first view. Yeah. Artie, this is kind of like your first time, long time, right? Saw it once, like 20 years ago. Remember loving it, you know. But rewatching it felt like uh, first watch. Gotcha. And Grant, this one for you? Oh, I've seen it many times. Yeah, as, yeah. as have I. I mean, I, I always, whenever, whenever I decide to revisit Godfather, I always end up just coupling two with it. And I, I, can't, I can't really separate the two of them when I, it comes to lengthy views. I wish I had that kind of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, Godfather's kind of always event viewing for me. You know, it's if there's like a snow day or one of those days where I have nothing to do, it's, but you know, but sit around on like a wintry day with a with a bottle of yeah. wine. That, I really that deep dive okay. into something. Yeah, yeah. So that, God, that kind Godfather of, too really helps with that aesthetic too. Like later on in the movie, the Lake Tahoe house where it's all snowy and everything, the, the birch trees and all that. It's yeah. a nice aesthetic. It's very cool. Yeah. I want to live there. Lake Tahoe? <laughs> I love that house. It's a beautiful that house. Lake Tahoe is beautiful. I want to live, yeah. live in the boathouse. I, <laughs> I want to see an episode of like House Hunters with that house. 
<laughs> so, Joey, I guess we'll start with you because you're the uh, the Godfather Virgin here. What was your your, what were your first takeaways of this movie? Um, so I watched it last night, then I watched it tonight. It, it's exhausting in a good way because there's no dead time. Everything no. matters. There's no, yeah. oh, that was a fun minute to take a breather. <laughs> no, it's, like yeah. the intermission felt tense with the music. Like you just, for three hours and 20 minutes, you're just going. Yeah. And the um, intermission's only like a few seconds. <laughs> it's like, a very it's like all right, get up and stretch now. Sit down. Like <laughs> the heart rate didn't slow during that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Artie, you text me and Grant uh, while you were watching it last night. You're like, oh, there's an intermission. Oh, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't, yeah, this isn't like the sound of music in, you know, intermission where there's like a end track right. and everything no. like that. It's all. Yeah, or Lawrence of Arabia where you get like, you know, 11 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah, you, you, get to, yeah, around, you get to watch the orchestra leave, perform. Yeah. Leave the house, go for a walk. <laughs> this yeah. is, you get to read the word intermission right. and then it's over. It's the yeah. murder music and intermission for 10 seconds. It gives, yeah. it gives you a chance to exhale, to exhale. That's it. That's basically it. Yep. And then get ready for the second half. Really punch you in the face oh and my start God. the second half. Oh my god, yeah. You're yes. right, that was really well put. There, This is exhausting in a great way. There is no dead time. Nothing. It's heavier and darker than The Godfather. There's a lot... It's much darker. Yeah, there's a lot more going on. Right down to the, right down to the score. But Absolutely. we really get uh, inside the, the journey of Michael here and, and how he sees the world. Before we really deep dive here into this world of the Corleones, we had our rankings episode drop today the day we're recording here uh, definitely uh, an interesting experience because we're just doing our, our second season rankings we took those 15 movies we put them 1 to 15 guys did you have any uh, immediate reactions uh, after recording and I don't, I don't know it just it just came out today so I don't know everyone's listened to it yet but uh, I have listened to the whole thing it's uh, it's an episode filled with mayhem <laughs> it is a bonkers episode but it's a lot of fun I think everyone did a really good job of, of defending their stance on why they liked or didn't like a movie. And having said all that, I, I, I want to make a few changes for my rankings a little bit. <laughs> yeah, wow. I've been swayed a little bit. It's interesting. And I mean, speaking of rankings, the composite rankings we do are already up on our Letterboxd. So go oh, check great. that cool. out. Yeah, oh, cool. Check them out. Nice. Yeah, I, you know, the more I look at my rankings, the happier I am. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> the big board. Big board of already ranked. Yeah, I, I'll say that you know the, the rankings episodes are the favorite of, or my favorite thing of what we do. The best. Uh, it's always it's always fun to take them all, hash them out. And this one was was a little more contentious than the first season. First season was pretty we, straightforward. We were we split hairs on on some of the one to fives, but right. you know at, at the end of the day we were pretty straightforward with them. I, this one there were some people had movies two and three that others had right. in the teens the variety yeah. in this one i mean there was movies literally some ranked two and three others 13 it was wild yeah. we didn't have anything close to that we had a couple movies like that this time around yeah, which the, makes it, it for interesting discussions yeah i think i think a large part of it was that the the stable of movies in season two was much greater by and large than season than season one i think a lot, a lot of movies that are just kind of that people are more beloved. I think. Yeah, I really like the rankings episode because it it really brings out what each co-host really likes and values yeah. in mm -hmm. movies. We're becoming more consistent with what we what we like and what we value in movies. Absolutely, and the rankings episode does a great job of amplifying that. Yeah. yeah, it's a good way just to you know get to know all of us, like you're saying, and just get all it's the five of us personalities strongly out there yeah and what's fun too is there were there were times where any pair of us was so diametrically opposed i think every combination of two of us 
had at least one movie ranked in the same yes. exact spot. Which is wild. Point at some point, had, me yeah. and Joey matched up. At some point, right. me and Grant oh, matched oh, oh, up. Yes, at some yes, point, me, me, me and Joey yes. had a streak right after Chris Chris's streak. You and Chris were all three or four. I highly encourage anyone to check out both of the rankings episodes, our first 15 and our season two rankings, which dropped right before this one. Before the summer's over, we're gonna do the first 30. We're gonna, so we're gonna put our heads together and that will truly be mayhem if you thought <laughs> That's the be, other one was. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be pandemonium. Yeah, yeah, this so this is gonna look like a calm <laughs> Sunday walk compared to the 30. Oh, I can't wait People getting get thrown through tables, <laughs> barbed wire match. <laughs> and before we deep dive back into the year 1974, Grant, why don't you uh, tell everyone about the new development uh, with our BPC merchandise? Well, because um, Godfather 2 is such a great movie, I figured might as well add Godfather 2 art to the repertoire. So uh, when this episode drops, I will upload the, uh, the design of The Fisherman, which you can find and you can buy on our website. And links will be all over the place on our socials and, and what have you. And you can get it there. And we opened that merch store right after we dropped the episode, the season two rankings episode. There's a link in the description of this episode as well. So you can get check it out there, or as Grant said, on, on either our Instagram or Twitter or any of our socials there too. So guys, are we ready here to uh, to deep dive this this monster Best Picture winner? Let's, Let's do it. Let's do this. Okay. The year is 1974. Gerald Ford became the 38th U.S. president after Richard Nixon resigned amidst the Watergate scandal. To date, Ford is the only person to have served as both vice president and president without being elected to either office by the Electoral College. In December 1973, two months after the resignation of Spirit Agnew, Ford became the first person to be appointed to the vice presidency under the terms of the 25th Amendment by President Richard Nixon. After the subsequent resignation of President Nixon in August 1974, Ford immediately assumed presidency. The 1974 World Series... The Oakland Athletics and Reggie Jackson are back as they are all over the Los Angeles Dodgers, winning the series four games to one. The A's were managed by Alvin Dark, and the World Series MVP was Hall of Famer Raleigh Fingers and his legendary handlebar mustache. This was the first ever All-California World Series. The two teams would meet again 14 years later in 1988, where Kirk Gibson's legendary Game 1 homer would flip the script. The series we discussed in the third ever episode of BPC, for Rain Man. And the U.S. Billboard number one song of the year was The Way We Were by Academy Award winning actress Barbara Streisand, Babs herself. Artie, you're a huge Barbara Streisand. Love Barbara. Babs. Yes. Babs my fave. <laughs> <laughs> you probably can't name any Barbara Streisand songs, can you? I, I cannot name I don't one know that I Barbara Streisand song. Yeah, that, that, that whole, I don't think I've ever heard her mystery. sing. <laughs> I couldn't even, like, the, pretend to name one. Yeah. The closest I've heard, come to hear her sing is when Robin Williams sang, like, her and Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> when he's trying on prosthetics. Now, oh, Rain on My Parade. Right. Yes. I, 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 <laughs> that was the only thing I can remember. In the movie In and Out, is it is it Barbara Streisand Kevin Klein is obsessed with? Yes. yes. That yes. is the, the, mo the most knowledge I have about Barbara Streisand. She was in Yentl. That's what yes. I was. Yeah. Other notable Billboard number one songs from 1974 include... Benny and the Jets by Elton John. Oh. Annie's Song by John Denver. Mm. Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede. And Time in a Bottle by the late, great Jim Croce. Time in the Bottle was uh, actually an album deep track that was never intended to be released as a single. 
But after Croce was killed in a plane crash in 1973, its haunting yet beautiful lyrics resonated with listeners who powered a rise in its radio's airplay, ultimately demanded ABC Studios release it as a single, which they did. Rest is history. Wow. Time in a Bottle, written by Croce about a birth of his son, became the third posthumous Billboard number one hit in history, joining Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding and Me and Bobby McGee by Janis Joplin. It's kind of a nice story. The Best Picture winner in 1974 is The Godfather Part Two, which is, we mentioned before, the first sequel to win Best Picture. Not the first sequel nominated for Best Picture, though. Any thoughts on that? Joey, do you have that one? I don't. That would be The Bells of St. Mary's, which oh, is the sequel of Going My it. Way, and yes. which appeared in Godfather 1. Right, and it just won't enough. stick in my head. We talked about that in the Godfather yes. 1 episode, Going too. My Way has a sequel? I would love to see that. Bells of St. Mary. Alive, worry, I, will not, I will not be watching <laughs> Godfather Part 2 is directed by Francis Ford Coppola, based on a novel by Mario Puzo. Screenplay done by Coppola and Puzo. Music was by Nino Rota. Cinematography by Gordon Willis. Starring Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Robert Duvall, Diane Keaton, Talia Shire, Lee Strausberg, Michael Gazzo, Joe Spinell, and John Cazale. Nominated for 11 Academy Awards, the winner of six, including Best Picture, Best Director, Francis Ford Coppola, Best Supporting Actor, Robert De Niro, Best Adapted Screenplay, Francis Ford Coppola and Mario Puzo, Best Set Direction, Best Original Dramatic Score, Nino Rota and Carmine Coppola. Was also nominated for, but did not win, Best Lead Actor, Al Pacino, Best Supporting Actor, Michael V. Gazzo, Best Supporting Actor, Lee Strausberg, Best Supporting Actress, Talia Shire, and Costume Design. Again, no cinematography nomination, no insane. film editing nomination. And the was, editing, that's what blew my mind. When I was, because I watched the movie, then I went to look at all the awards, and I was like, how is editing not in here? Did it get sound editing? No. What about Kazali? He wasn't up for anything? Kazali was not up for anything either. That's, that's, that's crazy. This is an all-time snub. You know what the least is, biggest is, right? snub is? Diane Keaton not being nominated for anything. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, he's starting already. <laughs> that's not a snub. Um, that is two not a movies snub. that were nominated for film editing, Blazing Saddles and The Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds. I guess they had better I, editing I mean, Blazing than Saddles The Godfather. Is amazing. I love The Longest Yard. I haven't seen, I've, I've only seen the Adam Sandler release, but Blazing than, Saddles is fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if it had better film editing than The Godfather Part 2, but I guess we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to move on. This is it here, boys. We're uh, on our second half of our Godfather run. Amazing. Where do we want to start with this thing? Artie, we, we talked a little bit about Joey's first viewing here. How is, talk to us about your uh, reintroduction to Godfather Part 2. They really just hit the ground running again with yeah. a strong opening. They use a little bit of the Sano template, but that's fine. You created that. It's, it's the same world, same story. To start off with just Michael's face and then the hand kiss and then... Power. The chair with the old back dimple in it, as it says, Mario Puzo's the Godfather. You know, that's where Vito used to sit. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. a beautiful, strong shot to start this movie. Yeah, yeah. He, has a, he has a big, Michael has a big chair to fill. Vito's presence is yeah, there, even right. though he's not there. So he much happens in that watch. first 30 seconds without, oh. it's just unbelievable. It's visually so overstimulating because right. so much information is being it's pumped into so, you. It's so smart. Like you said, there's just so much going on. It's fantastic. One of the things that I, I really like about this film, and we're going to be asking the big question at the end of this thing when we get to our, our categories and the awards, um, the old Godfather 1 versus Godfather 2 debate, and we won't ultimately have to answer it to, to the end of season 3 when we, when we rank them. But one of the things that I love about Godfather 2 is that while the Godfather 1 is probably more of an entertaining view, and it's a pop it on and rewatch it whenever you want to, 
there's so much to The Godfather Part Two. Yeah. That every time you watch it, there's work to be done. And whether that's checking out the symbolism or little things like the indent in the chair already, as you mentioned, or uh, the colors and where they're, where they're chosen to be, whether it's Michael's red shirt or where they're placing the oranges, mm-hmm. or just figuring out what all the extra characters are up to and what they're doing. Right. There's a lot of work to be done in this movie, and it's still an entertaining watch the first time you see it. So you're never, it's, it's never not a rewarding experience watching this movie. I think that's what's so impressive, coming off such a good first movie to make something, to have the second be deeper and more nuanced with, again, like I said, everything matters. It's, yeah. I assume you could watch this more casually, but, you know, why wouldn't you? It's more fun to see what's going on and really think about every single thing. I think everything you said was really well said. Yeah. In a way, it's almost like Radiohead following the bends with with okay computer where you know the god like the godfather is the bends where it's just like just banger after banger and everything is great and then you put on you're like oh that's great and then all of a sudden you hear paranoid android you're like wait what's this what's going on (laughs) and then like but then the whole you listen to you listen to the album and you're like oh this just this just it feels so different but i know there's something deeper involved in this and yeah. so you want to listen to it again, and it, it rewards you for listening more and more. Quality craftsmanship. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You, and you, you sense it. Yeah. And it's not to say that there wasn't quality craftsmanship to The Godfather. Oh, my God. No, of no, course no, there no, was. I'm talking about both. I'm talking about yeah, It's done, in, it's done in, in, in a different context, really. Because right. let's, let's put, put ourselves back to 1974, where two years prior... The Godfather was a big hit of a book that was turned into a big hit of a movie that was kind of a project that almost didn't get off the ground, then turned into Mm -hmm. this sensation. And now there's all this pressure to make the sequel, which they signed on before The Godfather 1 had already even debuted. As I said in the intro there, it's based on the Mario Puzo novel. But none of the Michael Corleone stuff is in the novel. Right. Only the Vito Corleone origin story stuff is in that novel. So they had to rewrite this part of it. All of that is original script that Puzo and Coppola sat down and did for this movie. The Academy, they consider all sequels adapted. That's just how they they policy it. And half of it was adapted anyway, so it just becomes adapted. The Godfather had a job that it had to fulfill in being the first in this this massive universe of characters that the second didn't have to do because the characters were explained a little bit already the first one had to have that wedding exposition scene where you learn the characters Mm -hmm. and the gist of what's going on before the rest of the movie could continue in a productive manner this one didn't have to do that it could dive right in right yeah Yeah. and I, i think also just in terms of the first one where paramount was fighting coppola on everything now they're giving him cars they're here you go. <laughs> Please do this. Please. Yeah, he tried but... to get other people to direct it because of the pressure and then, you know, couldn't get anybody in there. Yeah, that... He wanted Marty to do it. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, when Marty didn't want to do it, he was like, all right, I'll do it myself. But now there's the different type of pressure because now it's, all right, we're giving, you know, this isn't paying all these actors $20,000. Yeah. Now you're giving these guys, yeah. you know, Pacino got went from $25,000 to $500,000 plus 10% of the profits. So the, the expectations have skyrocketed. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's wild to think about what this movie looked like. Marty Scorsese <laughs> directing totally. it. Yeah. yeah. The job the second movie had, though, that the first movie didn't have is living up to those expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. A like, thousand which percent. Is way, way harder than having some oh, yeah. So it, yeah. was, it, was, it was smart that they kind of went in a little bit of a different direction. 100%. Made it more heady, made it more character driven, things like that. And with the yeah. two storylines, so you could really separate and it doesn't pull Vito out of it. So you're always still grounded, but yeah. able. To, but you're never able to get really comfortable or settled because it's. What's this? Every word that's said is important. And you talked about about the the movie having 
the characters from the first one to work with. Yes, but two of the beloved characters from the first one were killed off. Yeah. In, and you, you have young Corleone. You have young, young Vito. Right. So he, his, he, he got, obviously his presence is huge in this. But you don't have him mixed into Michael's world in the second one. You have to take two pretty underdeveloped characters from the first one in both Connie and Fredo and make them a major part of this movie. And we'll talk about the Clemenza situation as you don't have Clemenza in the mix yeah, right. either for this. So th you do have to do a lot, plus you have to build new villains. So it, um, quote-unquote villains, there's lots. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to figure out. Who, it's it's the everyone's a villain. Yeah. Adversaries. Adversaries, adversaries. Yeah. yes, that's the perfect right. word. <laughs> Putting those new antagonists in there, in, in Hyman Roth, who then kind of becomes an iconic, an iconic Godfather adversary after you've already gone through all this with right. the first one. Yeah. This really could have been unsuccessful very, very easily. This could have been a disaster. Yeah. I, this is the best sequel ever. It really is, hands down. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think, think so. it can be yeah. debated. I mean, I think if you're talking about best sequels, you just have to take this off of it uh, because this yeah, well, is the best sequel. But, but the thing is, though, it is a true sequel. It's, 100%. It's, we yeah. had a hit movie, now we need to write another one. It's oh, not yeah. like The Lord of the Rings where they had the three books to right. work with and they just made the three parts oh, no, all at once and then released them. Right. Right. I love all the subtle little twists quote-unquote in this movie that are kind of whispered they're not like big flashy twists with dramatic music just some dialogue here and mm. there that reveal things where you're like whoa holy shit and you have to work and a yeah. ton you, you pay of attention <laughs> active listening and yeah. a ton active of al watching. pacino facially reacting to things oh, this boy. whole movie he's thinking Ooh. he's thinking this whole what movie. he does with his face i mean pacino's eyes are Special. Yeah, yeah. Like what he does. Incredible. As the Godfather one starts off with a wedding, here we're going to start off with a funeral. That is is apropos to the, the tone of this movie versus the first one. And we go back and see the uh, young Vito Corleone yeah. in Italy. And I think how we're going to organize this conversation is we'll, we'll talk about the intro there where we have young Vito coming to America. Then I think we'll talk strictly Michael for the first half. Then we'll cover all the De Niro stuff, yeah. and then mm -hmm. we'll we'll finish up with the, the conclusion of the of the, the third act. It's probably the best way to organize it. Yeah, this yeah, opening scene, the writing on the screen really works. Oh, it yeah. does really works, and it's paced super perfectly as it, it brings you in. Like it's literally just enough time to read it, process. There's another two lines. One of my notes for this movie is this movie is perfectly paced. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly yeah. throughout, and for a three-hour and twenty-minute movie, that's not easy to say. It's it's, it's almost impossible, impossible right? Yeah. There's so much content in it, and don't get me wrong, it's long, and it does feel yeah. long. It's exhausting, yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's, it's supposed exhausting. it's supposed right. to exhaust right. you though. That's that's <laughs> no, it the, does its job. The, but it's funny though, in, in going through it this time, like I kind of like honed in on like, all right, three hours and twenty minutes. I really want to try to figure out what I could take out of this, and you know what, man, I don't, I didn't really come up with much. <laughs> I, I mean, did you, what do you guys think? I, I was active on my second watch. I was sitting there. I was like, all right, what could come out? Anything that comes out has too much yeah, of a it's ripple all effect. Important. Yeah. Now, it's, think, because if you take out one little thing here or there, all it will do is ruin the rest. It's, it's, it's like dominoes. Right. It's like a season of a show crammed into a movie. Yeah. The fact that it works is it, unbelievable. It, mm. Well, it helps with that opening scene oh, yeah. that's impossible to not get sucked into. This yeah. is one that, that has come on, and, and I will watch this part of the movie every time it comes on regardless of what I'm doing that's a that's a this, drop through and then when we go back to Lake Tahoe that's like alright I gotta get away while I still can yeah. like, I can't, I can't I get mean, sucked to do this anymore honestly the first the first 10 minutes of Godfather 2 could be its own movie yeah oh yeah, yeah. I, it could be its own movie yep. like it could be like the story of Vito's father and his mm -hmm. brother getting killed and him getting whisked away to like in him the movie ending at Ellis Island right like, and that, singing in the room it could be yeah, it that's could a be movie. a two hour movie 
and it would be perfect. And it'd be so engaging. I have a question about the, the opening scene that's kind of always bugged me. Maybe you guys can help me out with this. The on-screen title card there that's, that says, it says that Vito was left to stand alone next to his mother at the funeral. And then his brother, Paolo, is hiding in the woods. And then there's... At the funeral, that's the funeral procession. That's the funeral that's procession. procession. Right. Okay, so of the father, he's, yeah. he's right behind so the So there's the gunshots, yeah. and then Paula's dead. But then why is his body at the funeral if he wasn't left to stand at the funeral with the? Uh, he was at the, the funeral. Hills. It was he it was, was he was trying to get revenge. So he's trying to see if any of those guys come out to go after the brother or the mom. But didn't they zoom I, in on the body at the same? But they were up level? the hill. No, no, they were up the way. Oh, yeah. okay. The, they, they, a, okay. A woman, a woman oh, yeah. came down and said they killed Paolo. And, and the she zoom was, she went was up, up on the to hill. the hill. And then the mother, run, you see the mother run up the hill, then it zooms to the brother and he's on, hees at a different gotcha. level up there. Okay. Because yeah. yeah. I, I think he was hoping that I didn't some get of that Don Sissio's men would come out so then he could kill them in revenge. Knowing that they would go for the rest of the family. I think just I think just in that terrain, everything looks very similar. Gotcha. Because it's that like sandy. Yeah, it's like a desert kind of right. terrain. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, so, uh, I rewound to watch that the first time because I was confused by that. I was like, I didn't think we'd ever meet Paolo. Yeah, and now two yeah. seconds later, he's... Well, we don't really meet him. <laughs> <laughs> we meet the bottom of his shoes. <laughs> the scene of Vito's mom going to... Don Chicho. Chicho. Yeah. It's C-I-C-C-I-O. I think it's Chicho. 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 Don Chicho. Calls Vito weak and dumb, never speaks. I was like, oh, he's dumb witted. Like, <laughs> he's dumb witted. He won't hurt. This is, this is Forrest Gump before Forrest Gump. Right? <laughs> and uh, this is the old adage coming to life if you're going to wield a knife, you best be prepared to use it. Yeah. She does not do her best Jack Bauer impression here, uh, holding up uh, Don, Don Chicho. That, that shotgun shot reaction got a literal. <gasps> From me, and oh, I don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Like I don't react to things it like was that. I was, I mean, she she got a pow right in the kisser. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there is no shortage of dramatic deaths in this movie. If you thought that that was nah. going to be done in Godfather One, you get it again but here. Just, in the, I mean, just the way they put like that's like, oh, that's what it looks like if someone gets shot by a shotgun. They, they're not yeah. waving their arms around. They're not like, oh, it's dark. They're getting you're blown away. Yeah, they get blown yeah. into next Tuesday. A, a shotgun like four feet away, right yeah. to the chest. Will it's gonna do, blow you away and do some damage. Yeah, and then watching the Don Chichio say that, like, "I'm not worried about him now." <laughs> yeah, and just that, I, no, no, yeah. no, yeah, can't do Oof, it. God, every Brutal. time it gets me. Yeah, yeah. Time. killer, killer scene. Jeez, and that's kind of something Vito would do. Just go directly up to the person and be and offer respect. Yeah. Like right. the mom you just where he, he just from. murdered. This guy just murdered your husband and your oldest son, and yeah, you went yeah. to his house and spoke to him directly. Makes sense that Vito right. has that value. No emotion. It's just this is pragmatically how to get the next step. Right. Like, what and do it we sounds have like to his, do? his yeah. brother might might have been more of a sonny. Yes, oh, of course. Yeah. Proclaiming that he's going to have his revenge. Right. right. And, and the his father. father. Yeah. Well, we actually, well, I mean, I'm not going to fast forward too much, but you find when Vito goes back to Sicily, how revenge doesn't really work out in some ways. Yeah. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, and, and I, I was a little tough on the Italy scenes at the first Godfather podcast that we did. Conversely, man, the Italy scenes in this one are probably my favorite parts of the movie. I mean, both I mean, both the one in the beginning and then his return. The whole thing. Sicily was my honorable mention in you know, the first Godfather. I didn't want to yeah. repeat that, but um, I would have if I didn't want to double down on things. I liked all of the Sicily stuff in the first one. So did I. Yeah, I so did I. Yeah, you all, all three of you guys were big, were big on that, that there. Real cool seeing Ellis Island in, in a movie like this. Dude. This movie, this movie series shows great respect to history and American yeah. history and world history. There's, a, there's always, they're always adding it in and, and making sure they're, they're recognizing it. Well, you think about how important immigration Ellis Island, Ellis Island is to Italian Americans. Like right. the they whole, changed yeah. my name. My yeah. name would be different if it wasn't for Ellis That's Island. So, what would have been? Rogate Valone. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. 
But when they came through, they took off the Valone and made it rogue. Made, they made it more, uh, more they made it real American. Jesus. Oh. But yeah, I mean, it's but like so much. I mean, we talked about how the first Godfather. It's, it's about being an American versus being an Italian, and how that's juxtap- juxtaposed with each other. And it's kind of the same thing. You get that in the first five minutes of this one and Alice Island. Immigration and Ellis Island play such a huge role in Italian culture. It was so exhausting watching that Ellis Island stuff. Imagine being on a boat for, like, what, months? Yeah, I Week, guess. Weeks. Months. Weeks to months. And then you, you land, and the, the first place you're shuffled into is, like, an airport. Like a congested yeah. train station. Uh, right. And you have to just sit there. Like, there's no relief after you land. No, now you're being filed. And, yeah, he probably had to make numerous stops yeah. out of Sicily. He, and he, he wouldn't speak, so everyone has to help yeah. him. I mean, yeah. imagine going on a three, three-month three boat ride than going to the DMV. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's <laughs> what it's like. Exactly. So yeah. your eyelids pulled back. So they, oh, they, my they, God. They, they wrote the, at Ellis Island, they wrote the X on him. Right. To be, yeah, that, do you guys know what that means? Yeah, he's got to go quarantine for three months. Well, it means that they think he's mentally ill. Oh, is that what, <laughs> is that what it means? The, the ex is mentally ill. Oh, because he's, because he, he doesn't talk. talk. And they had to yeah. read his name off the thing. And then I they mean, quarantined for three months. So pretty much seven months of his life, essentially, was in a boat or in our tiny room. They love that shot of the, the Statue of Liberty, it's too. Beautiful. Coming, it's beautiful. And, it's real, really and, and the score being played during that scene is mm. beautiful, too. Also, him, after not speaking the entire time, gets to a room all by himself. They shut the door and he just starts singing. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's Vito the first Corleone. time you hear him. Yeah, the first yeah. time you hear him. The first time he speaks, yeah. I, I want to do this now because this is probably one of the biggest things we missed on our Godfather episode pertaining to the score. You have Nino Rota's score. What We, we talked about how how big of a travesty it was that it didn't win the Oscar in the first one. And yeah. I think it's one of the best scores in, or the best score in, in movie history. It was actually disqualified at that Oscars because he had used pieces of it in one of his previous movies. Uh, so, uh, Artie, I know you always talk about the, um, no, um, not No Country of Men, but um, There Will Be there Blood. Will be blood. Yeah. yeah, that's a frustrating one because the guy's score is completely original except for one, one little section that he had previously created. Mm-hmm. And incorporated in a different way in this, and I, I and there will be blood. And, and it was that, his. There, the, there will be blood score is amazing. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable! unbelievable. That, the one that he got disqualified for was something that he created earlier too. Yeah. It wasn't those yeah. were a different and piece. No, yeah, so same thing wow. with this. No, I know. I don't, yeah. knew this one. Where yeah, this yeah. one it's gets frustrating because ninety five percent of that's brutal. original. It's where brutal. this one gets interesting though is Godfather clearly gets hosed there like the day of us they disqualify it's it ridiculous the next year they change the award to adapted score oh and it's not the sting and oh, the sting wins sting. which is yeah. they're, they're taking the ice cream man yeah, yeah they're yeah. just so, taking so, from so, so the deal from marvin hamlish i yeah. get it did, they, then, did the sting well, win best score it did best with adapted the ice cream man best song. original it, or adapted listen, score it's too handsome a movie to turn down and then hold on but <laughs> but then but then the following year the godfather 2 comes out and wins best score even though it's using a lot of the same music <laughs> that was in the first Godfather. one that was disqualified. So I think they kind of they, they they corrected the situation. Yeah. yeah. They realized so, we uh, fucked so uh, It's Nino good when people see that they fucked up, though. Did they make any cinematography rule changes that they started uh, <laughs> after this these two movies? This is too good. This yeah. Is, they're like, we didn't know what we were doing. It was, it was, too, it was, it was too dark. We couldn't, we couldn't give it credit. It made That's me feel too beat. many things that I can't handle it. How anyone watches this movie and does not note how brilliantly it's shot is beyond me. Nevertheless, the Academy, especially after failing to do it with right. the first one, right? Like, what do we do? And uh, yeah. did, was he nominated for Annie Hall? He was not nominated for Annie Hall either. They don't like Gordon Willis. Yeah, he was probably just like mean to like one of the old guys in the Academy once. <laughs> Helicopter. Yeah, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Come on, Arnold. Get out of here. He's trying to involve himself in the episode. No, get down. <laughs> We go from the funeral in Italy to a first communion in Lake Tahoe. 
and we have a big old celebration on the uh the what a communion complex. my god let me just say it isn't kind of weird that the uh the church was playing the godfather theme <laughs> yeah, 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 dude, dude, every time <laughs> I'm Every like, that's a little on the it. nose, guys. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I missed that, but I love the, I love the nitpicks like, in this. I well, well that Godfather theme's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know, think, but uh, a church like, band should I, not be playing. A church band? Yeah. 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 Witchfoot? Yeah, afraid of. Yeah, Fredo sitting in the fourth row, like, hey, this sounds familiar. What is this? Hey, I know this song. I guess even churches in Lake Tahoe felt like churches from, like, the Bronx. Like yeah. it just like every like they all kept together. it a really like heavily Italian. It looked, yeah, yeah, I was like, oh okay. Wow. Hey, well they relocated. They took the they took the party out west. The, so. the, 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 <laughs> Michael dictates the math. He's like, this is how we're gonna do church. Like that's <laughs> fine. You pay us a lot of money. Right. This is the song you're gonna play. And <laughs> he's like, it's my theme song. Like, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna walk in when you play it. So I let need me to know. ponder while this yeah. is playing. Yeah. He's like, look, zoom I'm, in on my eyes. They're like, we don't even know what cameras are, sir. <laughs> I need to look introspectively. <laughs> I need to make a deal with Satan in my mind while the song plays. You see these bad under my eyes here. Do you so, see what Gordon's doing to my eyes? The celebration we meet the we meet the senator here. This, oh uh, man, senator Geary. Geary. Senator Geary. I have yeah, a question Geary. for you, Karen. Did you go to the Senator Geary School of pronouncing names? Uh, Vato Carleoni. <laughs> I think he did that on purpose. He did do it on purpose because then a second later he sits down with Michael yes, and he's he like Corleone. Right. Yeah. yeah, he did it to insult him. Yes, Vato Corleone. He was insulted because his whole thing was how to, hating Italians. Such, hate, so it was on purpose to be condescending and to be an asshole. Also didn't want to sound like he was too associated with them. Because right, right after that, he says to him flat out, he goes, I don't want to see you again. Don't ever right. call me. Yeah, don't, yeah. Oh, little did he know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the last we saw of him. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you to pick it up. Pick up the bill. I'm going to pay you nothing. <laughs> that was, um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that scene, my God. Um, another one that I can just rewatch over cool. and over again. You can have your answer now if you'd like, Senator. I have, I have it for you. Uh, and just talk about the power my, of my Michael. Offer, my offer is nothing. <laughs> I like how this is him being like, I don't like you Italians coming over with your oily hair. And then at the end in the Senate thing, well, at the Senate party, he's like, you know, most of my friends are Italian. Some of the finest. Yeah, yeah. But well, he got hardworking. He got God. Yeah, yeah he's, he got God. He's, he got sucked in. They paint. Or, a real portrayal of politicians is what they want you to see it as. I mean, oh, yeah. really what it comes down to, and, and Geary shows you both sides of it there. She sure. shows you multiple sides of it, to be honest, because right. you have him hanging out in... In, um, in Nevada? Yeah, in Nevada. Right. Yeah. Michael says, though, he goes, Senator, we're both part of the same hypocrisy. Yeah, and yeah. you find out that they are. Oh, like, of he's course in the same are. underworld. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. of course they are. So is the other senator on the Senate today. <clears throat> Yeah, he was, he was Ross guy. Yeah. yeah. So in, in this in this celebration here, we see some of the same tactics they used in the wedding of using the big party to introduce some new faces and some old ones. Some, yeah, some story beats, some future and story beats. Frankie Pantangeli, who uh, doesn't want to be, he's, he's got me waiting in the lobby. Stuck trying to talk to <laughs> Michael. Clemenza. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was no heart attack. There's no heart attack. Wait, wait, and, yeah. Wasn't that, so... So the actor who played Clemenza lost weight, right? Yes. Okay, so well, there's a different few, stories. There's a few legend and lore yeah, okay. stories out there. So that that is one is that he lost a lot of weight and didn't want to regain the weight for right, health purposes. Right. That was one. Another one was that he didn't like the arc of the character. He didn't think that Clemenza's character would betray the Corleone family in, under any circumstances. Right. So he protested doing the movie. Another one is, is that he wanted to get paid a certain amount and they didn't want to pay him. Yeah. The wife says the, the wife had since declined that it had anything to do with creative control 
or supposedly you want to like write all the lines of the character yeah. and all that. So it's kind of a weird I, thing for like an, it's for an alternate a, character. Probably a money it's thing. Probably the money. Yeah. Be, I, that, that, that and a weight loss most. thing. Like make it worth my while to, to yeah. be, Well, they also did want him to gain a pretty considerable amount of weight. Yeah. So that and could make sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. What's, what's wrong with a thin Clemenza? Well, how would he lose weight? You could write from, that off in a line. Eh. Yeah. Oh, my doctor bands. told me I had <laughs> I a heart eating, thing. You know? I, st- I stopped eating cannolis and started eating yeah. celeries. Thin Clemenza sounds like a, a really awful sex move. <laughs> a Clemenza? A thin Clemenza. <laughs> thin Clemenza. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you guys this. What do you, what do you think about the story arc of Clemenza being the one that is going to testify against Michael in that, in, rather, rather than introducing it, the new Frankie Five Angels character? It wouldn't make, I mean, it wouldn't really make much sense but given everything that, like, he thought that, if he still thought that Michael tried to have him killed, that he would, after everything that happens, I don't know if it'd be, like, out that's of this That's where it's wor- tricky. Yeah, I, I don't think it's out of this world incomprehensible, but it, it does go against his character. I think it's incomprehensible. It doesn't okay. add It doesn't add up with, it, it, at the end, was it Sal and Clemenza at the end of the first one? Yeah. Right. He, he says, he's, Clemenza's dumb, he wouldn't do this. That, that's right. He, yeah. that's, he's but if loyal. he's dumb, he's just blind well, loyal. Right. No, but, but if he's dumb, would he easily get suckered into the thinking that Michael was going to kill him, and he had to react and testify? I don't even think that part would work. I think it would have to because the whole point with Frankie was that Clemenza made promises to the brothers, so they'd have to now have Clemenza welching on promises for some unknown reason. Like okay. I think well, that's how it was originally written, right? But I think that's convoluted. Hard. I don't know that that works. That'd be a super hard right to make me right. think Clemenza. After, I agree. After, I agree. After, after the end yeah. of the first one, that he's trading on that'd be a, that. That might make it not I, work. I, as a I prefer him. I prefer him to just see just, the young one. Yeah, he's right, he passed exactly. away, and the, and that's that. And it's it's a little weird not having him in this movie. You feel it? That's a Jaws happy accident right there. Yeah, a Rocky happy accident. Right, but yeah. I, I just think it. That story, it just doesn't make sense with everything we know the first. And right. yeah. they did such a good job with character arcs staying consistent to yeah. kind of the general to then switch yeah, it up right. that much. But is it, kind of clu- is it kind of clumsy to add in this really important character that wasn't mentioned in the first one? No, because they give him a great arc. Right. And they bring him in from the East Coast and say, you, mm-hmm. I thought you'd never come out here. Right, true. And it all makes sense. Like, you were on, you were Clemenza's guy. We see Clemenza's guys running around. He could yeah, have been I mean, one of those. Like, I think it works. There's so many people associated with these families and, and, right. and the ins and outs that it, it makes sense that somebody even even pretty high up would not be not be seen given what happens. Right, yeah. And now this, I, I was hard, I had a hard time judging if this actor did a good job or not. Gazzo? Yeah, oh, I had a hard, I, I, like, I, I did too, but I couldn't tell if it was like I just loved the character or mm. if he was doing a good job. I couldn't, because yeah. some parts felt a little weird and acty. You know um, what I mean? And But mo- I don't know. I, I, don't know. Thought, I, did, I, I did, did like great. it overall. I did like it. Yeah, you know what, man? I, I thought that he had the balance of, of mixing the sort of light comedic mm-hmm. style of the character mm-hmm. with some angry monologues. Mixing of the two languages was really brilliantly done. Yeah, I have a pet peeve with bad drunk acting, and that was great drunk acting. It was it was good drunk acting. There was not it was not great. There were some parts where I thought it was a little eh. The, what do you think, Joe? The part where he's drunk getting the band try to play, and then they make fun. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, that's I great. liked I that. that was, I what about that his tirade? Fun. His tirade to Michael fantastic. at the end. You didn't, didn't like that? No, I love I love that. Him at dinner. Don't manja yeah, Vegas. I don't manja Miami. Don't manja. I love that. I am in rock. I love that. What didn't you like? Him, I just. I, I don't know. Table, I thought it was great. When he knocked, knocked over. Easy, when he knocked over the glass, I thought that was perfect. I'm not here to eat. Yeah. I know, but that scene was like five seconds long, and it 
So, wait, so what part didn't yeah, you, you like? You said you liked I every. Just, we talk about every drunk, drunk part, <laughs> and, and I said I I like him as a character. I can't tell if he's a good actor. That's what I'm saying. And I in this role, I I like him. But yeah, well, I, get, drunk um, acting takes me out of it a little. Like you're pretending also, to be drunk. It, I don't know. It kind of threw me for a loop. Michael V. Gazzo was one of the three actors here nominated for an award. Yeah. Well, we got I'm supporting wrong, actor. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, doesn't we've seen, we've seen, we've seen Jeremy Renner be nominated for right. supporting actor for the town. He was also cast so, the day before filming. Was that right? Um, yeah, yeah, he was one of the last people cast. Mm -hmm. He's good. I really enjoy He's this good. movie. I'm, I'm um, strike it from the record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm hey, to hey, so, trust my gut, though. Hey, like, I couldn't tell if what I liked his like craft what he was doing yeah but sure. i like i like the character i well, have never like i don't like this guy part of the purpose of the conversation is to is those times when you're on the fence do you right. get convinced one way or do you stick yeah. with what your your gut was with the other way so that's part of what we're, we're doing here yeah let's talk about connie's reintroduction to the family here oh, with her fur coat and her lavish uh or was a fur coat but a nice coat but what nice coat her huge necklace you got your wish with this one Vito's wife talks more yeah yeah and it's all valuable yep, yep. mama corleone She's great. More she does. She plays a major. She plays a major part in this movie. As does Connie. As does Kay. They all are big pieces of the Michael personality puzzle here, and, Mikey, how, and the, how he interprets family. Yeah, the, the Mikey, the Mikey psyche. psyche. And how he <laughs> interprets and processes family. And I think the three women, all of their inclusions in this are, are essential to the story being told here. Yeah. Mikey Psyche is way too playful a term <laughs> <laughs> for what I we're like, dealing I with. I like Mikey Psyche. That's going to be a t-shirt. I like it, but... Oh, oh. <laughs> so we meet Merle Grant. Yeah. Um, can I get a drink or something? You know, the, the seat, <laughs> First line, I the, love it. The seat, I mean, that when, when Connie's talking to Michael, and Michael's like, I don't know this Merle. I don't know what he does for a living. But you what will it, tell him that the weddings. I cannot wait for my daughter to bring home some guy I don't like. And you talk so like I can that. just do it like that. Wait, no, the best. Wait, wait, I don't. I don't know this. Track. I don't know this Brad. I don't know who this. I don't know what this Brad does. <laughs> Is it Brad or Brad Lee? Uh, we got to backtrack. When he first walks in and goes, "Could I get a drink or something?" Connie goes, "You know, Merle." And Michael doesn't look at him. He goes, "I've seen him with you." Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't think I've ever but, met him, and he never addresses Merle. He speaks uh, oh, to Connie. And, and, and not only never addresses him, but uh, my favorite part about that line delivery that you said, Grant, it is he doesn't even look in his direction. Oh, he's yeah. literally wait, he talks, wait, he talks about him like he's out of the room. It's yeah, great. It's There's one part where he looks somewhat over, and yes. Connie goes, "I need, we need, I need money," and Michael barely glances over, like, "What the fuck's this guy for?" Then, like, yeah. Right. Yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. 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 But like, a little subtle look. Michael's subtle looks make this movie. Yeah, oh my god. The, the ink is barely dry on your first on your, divorce. On your, on your divorce. Do, you, do you see your kids on the weekend? You see your kids on the weekend? So 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 he's she's two weddings deep at this point. Yeah, yeah the, presumably. First, yeah. 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 It's yeah. But, after Carlo, we got another right. another didn't fill in there and oh, that one of course quick. it was Brad or well, Chad. she's she's Brad. all she's all <laughs> messed up because yeah her brother killed her husband who killed her brother brother like it's she's stuck in this evil world yeah. yeah but even like when they first come in and the mother's giving her shit and the and Merle tries to like give her a kiss you could tell that like the mom just like oh, wants yeah. nothing to do with them oh well, one, was, of the so, one of the great one of the great lines perfect. yeah Merle gives the mom a kiss and the mom goes okay yeah thank you how are you 
Like she doesn't yeah. care yeah. about what he's saying. She just says a couple nice, nice yeah. gestures. Okay, thank you. How are you? They are all so good at reading people. They realize that Merle is not going to no. be a lasting presence. And no. let's remember too, this is the third guy coming through now after Carl, after this mystery right. second husband. Like she's just over this. At the this guy's name's like, Merle Johnson. Like what? Are we, <laughs> if you want to name an ancillary character, that's what you Merle. name them. There's something to be said about about Connie's character too, coming in dressed like a movie star and needing money. Mass. Gold necklace. Yeah. I said, I oh, was yeah. thinking in my head, go sell that necklace. You'll be yeah. rich. Mm -hmm. Powerful entrance. I it really was... liked the way they did it and how different it was and how much and Vito's death just destroyed her. It makes it makes perfect sense for her character to make that change 100%. from this timid little girl yeah. to like this, this woman that just cannot get her shit together. It's yeah. very logical. Extremely. I love the way Michael and Vito both think before they speak on screen. I love that. So yeah. They're so thoughtful, but they they show that they're thoughtful. They yeah. show them thinking before they speak, and the words are always quality. Yeah, the, the, the genius of this movie is showing how many impressive comparisons there are between Vito and Michael, but really in the root, showing how different they are oh my God, in yeah. heart. And that's, and that's, the Godfather Part Two summed it, up it, right there. It's the it's yeah. the, the the leaves on the tree of the Godfather One, yeah. literally. Yeah, that planted the roots in the the trunk. And I mean, to, get, to not get you know to get back to the editing, just the way they just do it. Sometimes, if you're watching it, it's just perfect. Exactly your point here. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I just will never get my head around why. It didn't get recognized for editing as even a nominated scene. There must be something going on I don't know about. I know that the editing process went, like, r right up until the release date. There was mm -hmm. a lot of stuff pulled, but you'd think that that would you could tell it wouldn't five, matter. You could, right, it shouldn't matter. You could tell five seconds into the opening scene of, of Vito. I mean, a Vito in the, in the desert walking with the funeral, the sound editing should win. There's birds, and then there's footsteps, and you, it, the volume level changes as you get closer to the... Funeral. This is this is masterfully crafted. Mm -hmm. It should be recognized. Yeah, I mean, and in, in the last, like, since this movie was released in '74, there's only been three or four Best Picture winners to not be nominated for film editing, and The Godfather Two is one of them. That's insane. It's, it's, yeah, that's it's ridiculous. Insane. Yeah. Annie Hall's another one, and uh, Ordinary Birdman. People, and Birdman. Yeah. yeah, those those are the ones. All right, we're gonna talk about Fredo and Fredo's wife and her drinking issues but first let's discuss what we're drinking here today Artie, why don't you uh, go first what do you got over there i got the new belgium voodoo ranger ipa uh, yes the voodoo ranger it's a wonderful one Very it's good. a delicious beer i picked it for the i didn't pick it for any reason i i just grabbed something <laughs> quick that i liked on the way here well it's almost nevada colorado is yeah. you're getting headed at, out in that direction all right it's a great one and that's becoming a BPC regular. I feel like that's popped you know, up a few Dude times. Rangers yeah, done some, yeah, done some work for us. Yeah, uh, Joey. So after the rankings episode here, and you were drinking the this, and I've been mean to try it, and I went and found it today. So I'm doing the Montauk Eastern Haze IPA. Absolutely it's delicious. It's, it's, great. it's a really good one, right? Really yeah. happy with it. It's good. Yeah. Their worst can though. <laughs> yeah, a little bland. Well, they yeah, already have a yellow one too, yes. so it kind of looks like that yellow one. Why yeah. are you picking mustard as a color? Like, come on. Right, go make it just pop gold. That's yeah. the it's the color of Fredo's uh, suit and Connie's dress, though. So there you go. <laughs> it's it's a delicious beer, though. Uh, Grant, what do you have? Um, well, I went to this beer today and I found an Italian beer ah. that was not uh... salud. <laughs> that was not Peroni. Birra 
Moretti. Never had it before, and it's nice. Oh, it's, it's fine. Pita Moretti. <laughs> Beautiful. As I said in the uh, our Godfather episode, when I watched The Godfather, I always got to have a nice bottle of wine, and I brought that along for that, and I brought the same bottle along for this one. It's uh, Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection, the uh, 2018 Black Label Claret, Cabernet Sauvignon. Have so. you ever had the Coppola Director's Cut wine? I have not. No, oh, it's good delicious. One. Yeah, yeah. I right, checked it out. A little more pricey, but you, you taste it. Yeah, okay, nice. Um, so Fredo, poor Fredo, oh. his wife that he just can't control here. Making out with some guy on the right dance in front floor. of everybody. Just just so we get some, some more great Michael reactions, facial reactions to what to what's going yeah, on here. That was, this. Oh, yeah. Um, she says something about, about his, his mother, Fredo's mother. She says some derogatory things about Italians. You couldn't, you couldn't yeah. smack your mama, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and Michael just sitting there just... You can just, just watching. Oh my disgust. God. But he's just always, disgust. He's always just, he's always just, he's always just watching. She, watching and listening. He watches and everything. He never reacts. He's, he's just thinking always, ahead. Yeah. He's, he's being seen, intuitive. He, lo- yeah. he looks right. like Bill Belichick all the time. So there's an all-time line here. She literally says to her husband, she's like, what are you, jealous because he's a real man? To Fredo. Yeah. Like, oh, jeez. Tough stuff. Christ. And, well, then Neary walks up to him and says. Rocco. That's Rocco. That's yeah. Rocco. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Neary's later. Rocco walks up to him and says. Michael says, if you can't handle her, I have to. And then, he's, <laughs> probably, and then sheepishly, he's like, you better take care right. of her. Yeah, probably yeah. best if you right. take care Which, of her. Great job, Fredo. Showing some, showing some insight that well, it's he, just going to get knows. worse if Putting you try to help go him. Aside. Right. Like, he knows it's going to get worse if he tries to intervene and that Michael's going to get mad. Right now, Michael's probably not mad. He just wants it over with. That's one way to look at it. The other <laughs> one is, is he can't manage his own relationship and... Well, I'm trying to communicate with his wife. There is no communication. <laughs> yeah, we get we get a whole lot more Fredo in this one, obviously. And John Cazale's performance, I mean, already you reacted to him not being nominated there. And I think retrospectively, I think everyone involved is very sheepish that he wasn't, you oh. know, him and him passing away soon after, you know. Yeah. How soon after was it? Uh, well, the Deer Hunter, he, he passed away right after Deer Hunter. So Deer Hunter's four years Early later. Early 80s, then. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think right before the 80s he passed away. I think, yeah. I think Deer Hunter 78, I think right? he, didn't see, he didn't even see Deer Hunter get released. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was sick during the, during right. the filming. Of- now, wasn't he up for an Oscar in every other movie he was well, in? Well, no, okay, so what the, they all what won the best status picture? is all of his, all of the movies that he's been in were nominated for Best Picture. So it was Godfather 1, Godfather Part 2. Um, the Dog Con- Day Afternoon. Dog Day Afternoon, The Conversation and the deer hunter. So they were all this, nominated for best picture three of which one. It's outrageous. This is this yeah. is what I when I when I said yesterday, oh, it's not yesterday, <laughs> but I said during Godfather 1, if Ghazali didn't die so early, he would have been all he would time. he would have been all-time actor. Yeah. He really would have been. Yeah, and he was married to Meryl Streep too. Was, so he was he was da- he was, they were dating or whatever. Yeah, they or were together. together. Yeah. yeah. So, so there you have that Hollywood power couple there as it is. And it's a damn shame. He is just heartbreaking he's, and incredible in this it's movie. So tra- his, tra- his character is so tragic in this. And in this, he just they just give him so much depth. And he's that's a role that could have gone very wrong. Like, that's very hard to cast that. And they nailed it. Yeah. I honestly think he's one of the best actors ever. And this is one of the best characters ever. It is, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even really see the debate for that. It's an all-time character, an all-time performance. Yeah. Every emotion you could think of is oh asked of him. You, he does it all. He's yeah. such a professional out there. Him and Al together are great. They're, yeah, great, great chemistry. Yeah. The um. Well, that's true. You, you think about how how small his role was in the first one, and he gets the call. He gets called up to the big leagues, 
and he does not disappoint. Yeah, and in, in many respects, so did Talia Shire. I oh, mean, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Talia Shire 100%. had a couple of hot spots in the first one where she's spiking the levels with the Bafangulia. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, but she, you know, she comes back in this one and really has a couple moments of power, of real power. Much real more power. reserved in this one. Phenomenal yeah. acting. So, Phenomenal. I mean, you know, if you've listened to Godfather 1, I... I was upset with her at times, and I mean, this one, she just knocks, every everything she does, she just knocks out of the park. They put a camera in front of her, she went full on and nailed it. And one thing, you said put a camera in front of her, people don't realize the way Gordon Willis shoots these movies, like, he puts a camera still and makes people walk towards it while acting. Mm-hmm. So, like, th- just think about the dynamics of that. That's right. an awkward, social, physical thing. You're, like, you're you're on screen, but off screen there's all these people in this team of lighting and and microphones around you with the ca- you're walking towards the camera that wasn't a thing back then like he started that we, we talked about it in the godfather one episode the way he films is definitely very distinct and it puts it takes a lot out of the director and out of the actors because there's totally. a vision there that they that he has to fulfill and a lot of long takes actors have to stay with it it's like a, it's, it's almost like a play uh, i want to talk about uh, frankie five angels uh, little kind of promo a drunken promo he cuts on the room <laughs> oh. there uh, and him and him and michael kind of going back and forth and you can see the respect that michael has for him being course, that he yeah. is was close with his father and he's part of the old regime and the old guard and um the clemenza guy yeah he's he's he's, he's part of that that yep. old crew boy uh, this is I, I love i love gazzo's performance here in this and and just the uh i'm drunk i'm tired I've had enough I want everyone in the room to know you're not going to get any trouble from me. And, and then, then Chichi Aporto. My, <laughs> my favorite line. I'm like, yeah. He just yells at the guy, so get the door. Good. So good. After that, I was like, I want this guy on screen a whole lot more. Yeah. They start him off as a drunk mess, and you think he's going to be an annoying character, and he's not drunk the rest of the movie. So it's, no, he's no. He's, you get his real character. His, his character also maintains a sense of humor throughout some of the heaviest, darkest material in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Whether the, you know, I don't want to jump to the scene with him and Duval in the end. It's just, just an incredible scene. Ooh. But even in then, he's got a little smirk on his face, and he's got a little smile. And he's, we all know that someone, you have that someone in your life who just always has an ability to crack a little joke, yeah. no matter what the situation you're in, to kind of lighten the mood. And, and that's worked, what that character does in this movie. It works with his brother, because his brother's this tough, rigid character, and he's a little younger, so maybe he's a little goofier. Maybe yeah. he's a little more playful. But, yeah. And what I also like to he's also, he's able to tell the jokes he's able to keep the smile but he's also able to see big picture differently yes. like he's he's not because again you kind of see him and he's drunk and he's and he's on the stage on Italian communion and there's no Italians in the orchestra and then it's like all right guy but then you you really see that he sees you know Michael sees all Frankie might see the next in seeing things though like he really sees much bigger picture than anybody would have guessed and that's part of the point of him saying I'm not going to cause any trouble for anyone right. in this room here this is not yeah. me <laughs> going against the family I'm very passionate about the specific topic here right. so that, that's why I'm getting mad you know, we're all still part of the, the same thing because it, it did get into that your family your family part This is yeah. your, we're all the Corleone family yeah, th- so. this Pentangeli is the most ironclad connection that Michael has to the old way of doing things, mm. to what his father worked for. And Pentangeli is the reminder of all of that. You know, by the end of the movie, you kind of know that that way of doing things is more or less over, using him as a metaphor. And so this is kind of the part of the movie that always gets a little confusing to me that I, I just try to 
power you know, through. Try, try to, well, no, I just try to learn a little more about it each time I watch it. And yeah. that's the, the Rosada brothers mm-hmm. that he's doesn't want to make this deal with. And they're essentially, they're dealing over territory? Yes. Yeah. Okay, After so, Clemenza died, Pentangeli, well, Clemenza, Clemenza apparently, allegedly promised three territories to the Rosado brothers. After he died, and Pentangelis right. saying, he's, he's, that yeah. he hated it. Yeah, he's, dispu- he, and he's he, disputing that that was there. So they're just basically trying to muscle in and speak for, for speak for a dead man. And, right, and, then, and that, and Michael obviously wants him to make the deal so that he can make a move on Roth. Right, because right. Hyman Roth has worked with the Rosado brothers, so he so, doesn't but, want to bother. But them. where I get just confused is like who, the Rosado brothers. Who are they in context to the five families? Are they like a? Are they a remnant of one of the five families that was assassinated? Not sure. Or, yeah, that's where it gets way, confusing to me. The way I kind of took it, which could be wrong, was that after every, you know, the way Godfather 1 ends it with the heads of the five families down, there's chaos. Yeah. The Rosado brothers are kind of an up-and-comer. They connect with Hyman Roth, who's so connected with everybody who's done it. Okay, so they kind of just seized it's, one it's, of those it's, kind it's, of it's empty a smaller, It's a smaller circle. But they're very they're smart who they connected with, so they went and found Roth. Maybe yeah. they had some sort of money situation, so he wants them in so that they're not up-and-comers. So they might be powerful. like the next Salazzo trying to yes, come in and exactly. do right. something. Okay. That's exactly how I saw it. I took it the same way. So Michael's assassination uh, assassination attempt with the drapes the drapes are open <laughs> why, here why are the drapes open love the little subtle intuition michael gets at the very last second to duck like yeah. why are the drapes open we, just we, we great do. instinct he has mm-hmm. great instinct. we've talked to we, we, we talk, we've right. talked about this in godfather one how he kind of always knows that something's amiss I, he has perfect intuition yeah yes he immediately knows even right after the hit before the hit they're done searching for these guys he knows what the big picture is. Do you guys? So this has been a, a conversation I've, I've I've heard before and I've I've read about before. Who do you think opened the drapes? I don't think it was Fredo. No, I don't think it was Fredo. I, I agree. Don't think I, so. I I have an idea of who it is. I okay, think it was Johnny Ola. He's there. He was he? in the house. Hmm. I think it's Johnny Ola. You think they would have let him? I don't. Walk it's around? not a. Le, it's not a let him thing. I know, but it's do you like think maybe they would, he wandered? He's like. He's like no, but he's he was big. in there. Michael know. trusted him. Michael pulled. Mike, Pres- Mike, he's making a deal. Presumably, what what I took out of what they got out of Fredo was what room Michael would be staying in, how many days he would be there, and what his plans were to travel in and out of there. That's that's what I took out of what they got from Fredo. Yeah. Right. Now there, there clearly were other people involved there against him because you have those two guys killed. So somebody kills those two guys. Is the other side of it? I think it was Rocco. Okay. Oh. I think it was Rocco. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I think Al Neri is too. I don't no, think Al guy to do it. Neri's Neri's loyal. Neri's too loyal. Yeah. Um, and I Rocco is because he was in charge of keeping them alive. These guys end up dead. When Mike and when um, and he's leading the chase for them. He's, he's leading, leading the, the chase. Yeah. When uh, when Tom says like you know get rid of the bodies and he's like well where's michael like you could take that as and like well michael get gives me the orders or you could be like what's michael doing right now like should i be worried yeah kind oh, of interesting. thing are you strongly you strongly feel about I, this I, out of because he theory. also says rocco I, alive yeah yes yeah <laughs> out of everyone that could have it could have possibly been johnny ola's not a bad that's what my, I my thought is he met with him. He's he's very well, friendly with him because yeah. he wants this Hyman Roth deal to work. Also, don't, 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 thought, hey, can I use a restroom? Someone's going to be like, oh, of course, you're yeah. Johnny Ola. Because I thought Ola, too. But don't forget, when he talks to Tom, 
He knows it was someone on the inside, and he knows that the bodies wouldn't be found alive. He knows right. that. That's right. Those are good points. And so, I, I and Fredo is not capable of doing. No, it's it was not, not Fredo. Fredo. It's not Fredo. Fredo gave information. <clears throat> Fredo didn't and, physically do things. And I, I saw, I saw this somewhere. I, I wish I could give them credit, but I forgot what it, I forgot where I found it. Where wow. they send Rocco to kill Roth, knowing it's a suicide mission, to kind of just wash his hands. Wash his hands of it. Is that how Rocco dies? The when, when yeah, is... Rocco's the one that kills Hyman Roth, and he gets gunned down in the airport. The, the oh, worst, that's Rocco in worst, the end. Worst, worst death scene ever. Well, okay, so then that makes that makes sense. So it was kind of like a kind of like interesting. He kind of use him as a sacrificial that lamb. That makes sense. They have Rocco something over was one him. of the harder to recognize people. Uh, yeah. uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, and at the end, is it, when he is he talking in that room with him and he's with, like laughing. Yeah, I don't think. He, two, I don't think there's he, another guy who looks like him too. It's Al, I think. Yeah. Well, then no. Now Neary. He was, was on the boat. With, he, he yeah, went to the Nathan Lane the, school. Of, <laughs> that's Al. Yeah, yeah. With the the cop, he's dressed yeah. as a cop and shoots oh. the guy on the Prince. stairs. All right, I think Prince Grant, Al. I think Grant <laughs> swayed me on this. What? I think Grant swayed me on this that it was Rocco. I think that's a really yeah. That's good a good argument. point. Yeah, everything it, him, he him said being is smart. in the the assassination. It's just annoying that the whole movie goes on and Michael doesn't pick up on that. I think yeah. he does. No, but. That, but that's I think, not I think to Grant's point about I the think Michael, I think Michael knows full well what's going on. So you think it's, he knows it's Rocco? Yeah. I think that's why he sent him to kill Roth. That's what got me on that ar- that Grant's argument yeah. there. That's what pulls it all, all around. That's that another it, fucking awesome Because that, that's the one thing I was confused about. But no, but that all makes sense. That makes perfect sense, though. When we got to It's a suicide mission. Yeah. He even says when he's dressed, you know, when at the end, he even says... To Tom, yeah, I'm disappointed in your imagination or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom, I'm so, disappointed. I'm surprised by your lack of creativity. Like, yeah. you could just suicide bomb someone, yeah. which right. he learned in Havana. So afterwards, he sits down as the heartfelt moment there with Tom, and that's kind of their first, that's the, the first time the two of them really have a moment since, throughout the whole series, basically, at this point. Because there was, we talked a little bit about in the Godfather episode, that kind of pulling Tom out. And then putting him back in, and you never really get a full reaction out of Tom Hagen. You get that one little, why am I out, Mikey? What? Yeah. But you, we, the, the character doesn't really get to have a moment where that's resolved emotionally, and this is where that, where that happens. So it's, it's, Another uh, question I have is, so he says, he says you're going to be the Don. Now, is that kind of a, is that like a temporary thing there? Mm-hmm. It's, it's an interesting, so it's he basically while he's in Cuba. for a little bit. Yeah, while he's in Cuba, he's running the whole, running the right. show. Yeah. And he, you know, you're in charge, you, you have to protect my wife, you have to protect my, you know, children, you protect the fa- future of the family, he says. This is sincere, honest family talk from Michael. But this really is one of the few conversations that Michael Corleone has where he's sincere, and he's not looking for an angle. He had the moment a little later on, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there, because it's a very brief moment when he talks to his mom, kind of right before his yeah. mom passes to about family. A very, yes. very short scene. Uh, that can get overlooked, but it's, super you, impactful. You, it's it's one of the few moments of this movie, other than that that scene with Duvall, where you see the the interior Michael. And Michael doesn't listen in that scene. He doesn't. He, he ponders. Mm-hmm. He, does more he, he lets her talk, and he makes the decision he's going to make anyway. Yeah, the only other scene where Michael listens is when he's talking to Connie, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's where he at least understands that. You know what? For the sake of my sister here, I have to repair some things with Fredo. I can't just let this whole thing in. But while giving the hug, he also gives the assassination. Yeah, well, he, well, yeah, that's been decided. Right. That's been decided. But right. at least for, you know, at, for the funeral, for, you know, for his kids, for at least the time being to make at least kind yeah, of... Connie sells him on that. Right. Um, so he's got to meet with the two sides here. He's got to meet with Roth, and he's got to meet with with uh, Frankie, uh, Five Angels. So he heads to Miami to meet with Roth and, and uh, Roth's wife. As Roth is watching the USC football game. 
Um, I, I, I looked it up. I, I don't have the final score with me, but was, they were playing Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Notre Dame wins that game. Oh. So. Oh, the Irish. Go Irish. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really cool part in this scene, because if you watch the scene, which I did the second time watching the movie, knowing that Michael knows Roth tried to kill him. When he says health and everything is most important, Michael becomes uncomfortable in his own skin for a split second and like looks aside and then he's like, all right, I, I can't pretend this anymore. Yeah. I can't pretend to be your friend anymore. And he shuts the door and pulls the chair close. He's like, let's just talk. Yeah. And then, you know, he goes on pretending, obviously. But sure. I love that scene where he just can't stay. It's almost like he's betraying himself pretending when he says health and happiness is the most important thing. It's some of my favorite moments in the whole series are just Michael being a, a, a war tactician. And you get that masterfully both in this scene where he meets with Ross and the scene right after where we talk about where he meets with, with Frankie. What he decides to show his enemies, what information he decides to give them, and how he processes what they give him back. What, what we'll see his character become is that he gets so engrossed with the battlefield that he has no concept of what actually is going on with his nuclear family yeah. with Kay at home that she can pull one right over his eyes that he never saw just because he's just so consumed with all of this all of these, these politics and all this war and just yeah he's, he's completely lost sight of right. of his family but this is something that this is the big difference between Vito and Michael where Vito has done everything for his family and Michael's doing everything for himself and the message here too to Roth is that it was Frankie Pantangeli who was had who, who was it that had the hit out on him, and then he's going to go meet with with Frankie, and it's going to be the reverse. It's going to be Hyman Roth who killed. And as we're watching this as viewers for the first time, or or for the first time in a while, or just for me every time I see it, um, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, all right. So it wasn't Frankie; it was Roth. And then in the scene where Frankie's gonna gonna get assassinated, we get the Michael Michael Corleone says hello. Right. And then as a viewer, you're just like, wait a minute, what the, what the fuck is going on here right now? But it, but, you, but you you know Michael would never say it's, announce it's, that I'm the killer. It's, so it, it's you know the mind it's games. a coup. In the in the scene where he goes to meet Frankie Pantangeli in his old house, where Vito's uh, Vito used yeah. to live, Clemenza used to live there, keeping everything within the family, we get the first real coiled spring out of him here where he's kind of been even in, in times where you clearly see he's been so angry whether it was our friend Merle or uh, or Connie's behavior or Fredo and his wife kept it cool kept it in front don't gotta react outside the family now he's in with the family in my it's, it's home a family member yeah. so he can he can let loose yeah. right yeah and, and yeah I mean you get the classic Pacino go <laughs> Where my wife sleeps. Where my kids play with their toys. Yeah. And then he ends kids. again with, in my home. In my home. Like he's writing where my kids essay. play with their toys. Yeah, uh, just, it's just line delivery that only a Pacino could deliver. And this oh, is great. where his, he collects see, his, his war points see, right here. There's no see, replacement here for him. You see flashes of future Pacino yep. in this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Throughout. You, you know what you also see, too, which is interesting to me that I kind of noted today in my rewatches, his posture has changed so much slouchy. from the first one. Yeah, whereas in the, in the first one, he's this military, uh, this military figure in a suit with broad shoulders, uh, young and, and athletic looking suit. And by the end of it, you really see him starting to hunch over. And it's not like I don't. I mean, I don't know how much. Of it, I'm sure they played up with it. But if you see Pacino today, I mean, he's he's arched over. Yeah, very you know, much he's, so. he's Quasimodo. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Yeah. He really is arched over. Great so. observation. That the slouching 
becomes prominent by the end. Yeah, really, just just this yeah. whole thing is wearing him wearing him down. He's he's clear to Pantangeli that listen, it's Roth. You got you got to go make that deal. Pantangeli goes to make the deal, and we get just another. This is this is the scene that uh, in in rewatching it, just I mean, but by by now I've kind of have everything. I have all the pieces organized on on the board where I can understand things. But this is the one that like every time I rewatch this after like a five year period, I'm like. The chaos in the scene it's always gets like, on. what is going on in this scene yeah. here? Um, the Michael Corleone says hello, Grant. You wanted to, to, to <clears throat> go on that. Yeah, um, Danny Aiello, who was the the strangler in uh, that that scene, uh, they asked him about that that quote, and he said that he only ad libbed that to get a sag check, to get more <laughs> money out of out, out of the movie. So he wasn't supposed to say anything. No. And they kept it in because they, they liked it so much. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of doesn't make sense, but, like, it's almost like I, the way I see it, the way I, the way I rationalize it is that they just do it to kind of twist the knife right before he dies just to fuck with him one last time. Yeah. It, right. doesn't, it doesn't really make much sense other than just to Break hurt his, his feelings. Right. Yeah. Yeah, to really it, it to make, make him think he was betrayed. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it, that, that works. Yeah, it, it hurts his feelings. Sure. Pretty bad. Yeah, six and stones and garrotes. You're less likely to fight back a little bit harder if you're if you're sad. Yeah, and then they're <laughs> <laughs> and they. Uh, well, yeah, hey, there's that too. Yeah, maybe he'll fight a little less. Demoralized. If he's completely demoralized. Yeah. Right. If he thinks and, Michael's going to fight a war for him, he might fight a little bit more if he thinks uh, he's alone. The garroting is going to go much smoother if the guy yeah. is just is just giving into <laughs> it. Uh, Willie Willie Chichi's gonna get gonna have his big scene in the street. We talked about Joe Spinell in the Rocky episode yeah. quite a bit. Grant is a a, a real solid character actor. Was had a little moments in the first one, but not really anything to, to speak of. He's not, in he's one great, of those. He was a great one of the shaving scene. He was yeah. yeah he's he, the sh- yes. He's he the, the, revol- yeah. the revolving door guy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> revolving <laughs> revolving door killer. Yeah. Even though revolving doors are there are really the killer they're, themselves. They're their own killer. <laughs> That's become a thing in my like. I ask people, I'm like, are you guys scared of revolving doors? And everybody just looks at me. Well, I'm surprised you don't get 50 50 responses. <laughs> Actually, my wife was very much on your side, though. Love it, right? She loves it. Yeah. Very much. Smart woman. The, there's a, the, the great line right before they had the C note. Yeah. With the C note. It's like, I'm kind of I'm almost insulted. But, but then they bring him in, and, um, you know, he's, he does the whole thing. Then the cop comes by here. Bad times. It's nice to get some bad timing in one of these <laughs> yes, carefully yeah. executed scenes. You know, be, yeah, it's a little chance to happen. Yeah, he, 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 he passes. To, he passes. I'm sorry. He passes by a dark bar. Yeah, goes in. Goes on the bartender. Wait, hey, hey, it's dark in here. It's like, well, you know, Gordon Willis is filming a movie. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Are you open? No, Gordon's yeah. filming. No, we got yeah, we got Willis in here. Yeah, then they all shoot out the streets. I I, I always just it's, this is this is the chaotic scene of the movie here where you never know what's going. No, so I'm guessing now they what they do is here is they the police have now captured both Pantangeli and Spinell. Yeah, Chichi. Yeah. And then that's when they're going to try to get them to turn later on in the trial. Well, scenes. Chichi's laying in the street, isn't he? He gets shot, doesn't he? He gets shot and hit. He gets yeah, right in the car. Hard. He gets hit. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just testifying in court a second, like a yeah, little they, later. Yeah, we had a lot of buffers. They've taken them in. Yeah, we had a lot of buffers. We had a lot of buffers. You know, murder. button, man. I pushed the buttons. I pushed the buttons. So Fredo, with his very black satin sheets, gets woken up by Johnny Ola. Um, he's like, I, I think there's so much going on and you're not really sure and after the meetings and then it's like, oh no, Fredo, what did you do? So on yeah. rewatching, I got a lot of, the foreshadowing is very obvious. Um, yeah. He says to Tom Hagen, he's like, until I find out who in my family did this and then it slowly zooms to Fredo in all black sheets with a black bed and black 
you know, yep. and by then answering a phone with Johnny Ola calling him, and I, at that moment, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yep. By then, er, earlier when Ola, Ola gives he, him a, the, an orange. No, yeah, and he doesn't right. know. He's like, oh, I never met him. You know, we get that throughout too. You know, where it's there's the whole like no I don't know him I don't know him never met Fredo never met you know never met Olaf so. and, and the oranges oh Johnny yeah. Ola gives Michael Corleone an orange mm-hmm. and then later on attends yeah. assassination right right yeah. it, it was when you go out of your way to say oh no I never met that guy yep. <laughs> like, no but the, no I never met him but that phone call is just like oh Fucking Fredo. Yeah, and then he's so careless in the club in Havana with his comments. Oh my god, that and that's that's careless. that Michael reaction is unbelievable. unbelievable. He literally just puts his hands in his head when he when First he's like, he, Oh Johnny Ola told me about it. Old man Roth would never come to a place like this. And you just see Michael with the cigarette put and his hand down. Yeah, and just, right before that too, that's what Olaf was, you know, uh, hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. Oh, we never yeah. met each Olaf. other. Two yeah. seconds before him and Ola. Oh, we met for the first time. Ha ha. Just and also Michael has a look the second. Fredo says that he turns to the bodyguard. Yes. Gives a look. The bodyguard tips his cap mm-hmm. and walks away. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he knows that, that okay, I've confirmed he he is the one. That, yeah. And Roth is definitely. Till then, he was waiting for the exact proof that for, that Roth was definitely the one who tried to kill him. And he knew and it. And Fredo gave it all up. Oh, it's done there. And, and then again, we want to talk about Michael facial reactions. The way his face turns. And you can almost see his stomach turn, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's a tough one. We got to Cuba. Oh yeah, well, okay. And the camera work of what driving on a crappy road feels like. I felt nauseous. Yeah, and I it was not. That. And it was not like, oh, we don't know what we're doing with a handheld. It's like, no, you're feeling where Michael's in in this intense environment, in this well, chaotic environment. Yeah, and this is his Michael's introduction to the to really like what's going on here in Cuba, and more Michael being perceptive, and he's like. This is not. This is not sustainable. Yeah, this yeah. is not. This shit's going down around here, and we're, this, we're in. We're in trouble. This gold this, phone isn't really what's important right now. These guys <laughs> yeah. are. This is real. Yeah, I'm not handing over but, two million dollars yeah. to this this shady project here. When he was driving through Cuba at first, and all the kids run to the car, and the, and the and the bodyguard rolls up the window. Anyone else's mom like? Going through a rough neighborhood, <laughs> like all of a sudden the roll windows, them up. All <laughs> the windows, the windows go fire now. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it reminded me of. I was like, oh, we're, we're, driving, we're driving through the Bronx. we got to put these windows up. Yeah, you hear the doors lock and then roll them up. <laughs> Artie, on the on the, the roof scene, we got a, a text from you with the, the roof cake scene last night, too. I think you, you guys, yeah, well. Like, like, should they well, see the cake? Well, uh, well, first, well firstly, all these, these titans of industry are obsessed with like, hey, guys, look at my phone. Look at my cool phone I got. The phone. Oh, and, and the, the like two the people best, who don't pay attention to it are Michael, and, Michael and, and they're the only ones that like Hyman. know what's going on. Right. Right. They're, they're, I mean, Michael could because they're smarter than everyone else. Right. I want to get to this cake on the roof here. Let's 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 talk about this. Right. Okay. What? He he literally goes. Oh, I'm very accurate with my age. It better be my right age. It's like you're 67. Very like, upfront about like, my age. And and everyone see that, the cake. The cake was the shittiest drawing in the world. They, they yeah, had make it was sure like a, everyone sees it, the cake yeah. before it, you cut it. Okay, yeah, what are you, an 89-year-old grandma? Like, it yeah. looked like I tried to draw a cube on a cake. <laughs> <laughs> I can't no, draw. They were trying to make <laughs> Cuba? Like, oh, God. It was, like, it was actually somebody trying to draw an iguana and it got fucked up. <laughs> in, mustard, <laughs> in mustard yellow, too. Mustard it's yellow. Like, yeah. It was a black out, like a black purple outline of what was supposed to be Cuba, but it was really just a Rorschach test, and they just can, wrote Cuba across you, it with mustard you, yellow. Can you imagine this this cake, this guy on like Britain's baking championship? Like you get laughed <laughs> on And after all that, they bring him a piece. He's like, no, smaller piece, smaller, smaller piece. piece. Right. He, he, they also spent so much time focusing on the cake and like each cut. I was like, is this cake poisoned? Like, are they going to oh. give someone the first? Mm. Like, it was very odd. 
it was it was a meta it was a metaphor for dividing up the this new empire thing that's going to happen. Everyone gets a slice. Everyone gets something yeah. out of it. A little heavy handed. Uh, oh, sure, but that's just that's I get what, it. That's but what yeah. it was. Yeah, and oh, then and it was an ugly cake. Michael turns into an antagonist in this scene where he starts talking out about his concerns about the rebels in front of everyone at the same time, which is yeah. not a Michael thing. No, that's him deliberately, deliberately doing going it. out of his way to to do that, and I like to Roth, make Roth uncomfortable. Yeah. And I like Roth getting defensive. He's like, "Well, what does that mean to you?" Right when he, he saw won. the guy with the grenade, yeah. like he's, he's that they can win. Yeah, yeah. and he's, and he's the line. only is the only one that's taking this seriously. And it turns out that history that history made him right. And when mm-hmm. the, that Cuban president says, "Like I'm, I can't my my." Uh, my tenure is no longer sustainable or something like that. Michael's the first one out of there. The second he hears those words, he's out of there. He walks through the two guards at the front. Yeah, he knows. And then the crowd moves out. He's ahead of the crowd. Yeah. A- a Hyman Roth shirtless, just laying on a couch. Tough beat. Yeah. Tough beat. It's, those uh... pants are jacked up to those nipples. Boy, they're, they're, <laughs> that is Urkel-style height with that, with that belt. I feel like that's, certain... a, that's a thing with old men back then. He's it just looks uncomfortable. Above though, your like, belly you know, button. Got to have it above your it. belly button. He's tested it. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, the first the first Godfather had too young of a chest, and this movie has too old of a chest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like the first scene with Hyman Roth, the way he's sitting with his, with leg, his leg up. up. <laughs> I like that. That's a nice little touch. Like, he's so relaxed and casual yeah. when he's in his own element. He's got his leg up. He's not sitting conventional. Yeah. And to be fair, if I were in, like, in a... Uh, skyscraper apartment in Havana before air conditioning. I would not wear a shirt either. Probably, <laughs> it is a tough. Oh. It is a tough scene. Fredo and Fredo and Michael's uh, bro date, uh, where they go out and get the uh, yeah. the banana the banana daiquiris. <laughs> how, do you, how, do say, how do you say banana daiquiris? Banana daiquiris. This has a really sad line to me. Is yes, it, devastating. It really is. It's tough. It breaks my heart. Before we get to that, though, is that the only point? In the movie where Michael smiles? Oh my god. Yeah. I, think I mean, it might one be of the, the few. Only wow. time he, he smiles. smiles earlier when he says to Fredo, You don't have to apologize. You're my brother because his wife's out of control. He smirks. Yeah. But, but, that, but that's like not laugh. humor, though. This was this was like, how do you say banana daiquiri? It's banana daiquiri, and he gets a little, yeah, a little he, sarcastic. He, 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 he fun with it. It's the, it's the only moment he has, really, with Fredo, the real moment. No, that's why this line is so heartbreaking that we're going to talk about, where he's like, why, why didn't we spend this time together before? And he, like, gets frustrated and throws down whatever he's holding. It's... It's 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 the same line as Don at Don Vito at the end of Godfather One going, I wish we had more time. Yeah. And like, that they're is, not spending their time properly. And that reaction too from Michael's the first moment where he goes, Wait a minute. Fredo becomes a candidate at that point. Oh or, yeah. Or and, they, also, yeah. and also he says like, I really hated you or something like that. Or he says something something to that extent to Michael. For a while I kinda He's mad hate, at Michael. Yeah. yeah. I, for mean, a while, I was mad I was, at you for so long. I was mad oh, at you. He said so I was long. mad at yeah, you. Yeah, 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 he can't yeah, really yeah. get out what he was Right, the rest right. of the thought. He just kind of stops, so that's when he's like, why didn't we do this before? And then, and then it's, as soon as he said that, Michael's like, okay. <laughs> clearly filled with regret for whatever yeah, he's exactly. done. It's evident. Exactly. Right. That's why Kazali's so fucking good. Oh, uh, yeah. He he's just, that, he's that up there with Billy Wilder. He's so fucking good. <laughs> like, like, what are we going to critique about this guy? Yeah. His performance, and nothing. When that, it gets to that point, you're so fucking good. In that scene where he goes from just, you know, having fun, having drinks in Davana, to just deep regret, to then hearing about that his brother is going to be assassinated the night before, but his brother already has the counterattack. Like, but Fredo goes through everything like an insecure, guilty idiot would go through. Like, it's 
phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And then yeah. the lines he doesn't say are the lines that are most important in this scene with the, the, the banana daiquiris where he's, <laughs> he's, you could see him struggling with he wants to tell Michael, but he won't do it. He's he knows he yeah, of he's course he and he's and he's he honestly wants to say like I didn't know what I was really getting into I'm a dummy I mean it's heartbreaking really really heartbreaking before the uh, the New Year's ball when you have Hyman Roth is gonna is gonna take his nap and I just love that line delivery I wanted to call that is the uh, when I wake up if I see the money on the coffee table I know I have a, I know I have a partner and if not I know I don't there's just there are some moments throughout this movie where. You could tell how careful they were on how these lines were delivered. And a little bit, too, with the first one where we noticed the subtitles were a little off from what they were actually saying. Where That's there's deviation from the script. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, when done properly, that really makes such a, a next-level difference with the movie. I think here is also one of my favorite interactions when Michael asks Roth, like, who called the hit on Frankie? Hyman tells the story about Mo Green. Yeah. Oh God, a great monologue. Can I read that? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got it. You got to. You got to do the clicks in the middle after the after the. I'm not doing any of that. Grant, that's all you, buddy. Like I'll happily take it, Joe. Take it. The business we've chosen. (laughs) There was this kid I grew up with. He was younger than me. Sort of looked up to me, you know. We did our first work together, worked our way out of the street. Things were good. We made the most of it. During Prohibition, we ran molasses into Canada. Made a fortune, your father too. As much as anyone, I loved him and trusted him. Later on, he had an idea to build a city out of a desert, stopover for GIs on the way to the West Coast. The kid's name was Mo Green, and the city he invented was Las Vegas. This was a great man, a man of vision and guts. And there isn't even a plaque or a signpost or a statue of him in the town. Someone put a bullet through his eye. No one knows who gave the order. When I heard it, I wasn't angry. I knew Mo. I knew he was headstrong, talking loud, saying stupid things. So when he turned up dead, I let it go. And I said to myself, this is the business we've chosen. I didn't ask who gave the order because it had nothing to do with business. Genius. Genius line. And, and the line delivery, too. There. Oh, it's, it's perfect. You know, I did yeah. not do that justice. Which is, but which is fine. But it's, it's best not to try sometimes. I, um, yeah, what if, I would yeah, destroy what? it. <laughs> Let me just read um, it flatly. And, you know, I need to say Lee Strausberg here was the other actor nominated for supporting actor here. And, I mean, the Fucking more Christ. I see this, this movie, the more I, I think it's deserved. And he came out of retirement to do this role. He's unbelievable. Yeah, how could you not? I think he's fantastic in the entire thing, but the Mo Green monologue, I think it's worth the nomination for that because what that does, it shows his relationship with Vito. It shows why he's going after Michael. It's a hundred words that shows you why every single thing going on is going on and why all the pieces are moving the way they are. And the second Michael hears this gesture, he literally does a 180, turns around, looks at the bodyguard, and the bodyguard just knows what that look means the same way a million Don Vito looks and Michael looks trigger responses from the other people in the room that look to the bodyguard the bodyguard just walks away and the next time we see him he's doing hits you know who they originally had pegged for that for that role is director of On the Waterfront and Gentleman's Agreement Elia Kazan was yeah. supposed to play that role they couldn't they couldn't figure it out of the bodyguard? Of, uh, no, no of of, of um, uh, Hyman Roth. Roth. And, oh, wow. Uh, and apparently he was shirtless all the time, which is why Roth did the shirtless scene the way he did. <laughs> is that right? Was because that was just like a move he did oh, when he was cool. sitting meeting with guys. He would just be shirtless talking to you. So they kind of like amazing. Little, little yeah. Italian grandpa stuff. <laughs> and when they pulled the actor out of retirement, they were like, well, we're just going to do one because this is the guy like, oh and he got God. into it. My wife's whole, ex- you know, not 
Oh well, yeah, my mo- my my mother-in-law and that whole family is, you know, a seven-kid Sicilian family. Apparently, the grandpa who died a while ago l- never wore a shirt. It could be Christmas, <laughs> Thanksgiving, no sure matter was. what. He was an old Italian shirtless man. God, he's my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> Brando would have been proud. So we get to the Roth hit next, and you have the mysterious bodyguard who is just credited as bodyguard here. So now he takes out Johnny Ola with, with the hanger there. That's it. That's Ola who gets taken yes. out, right? Yeah. With the, yeah. okay. Where he just moves with the flow of the curtains. Right. Just, right. Comes, just comes out of nowhere. No, I have, I, have a, a, I have a nitpick and a good observation about that, a clever, okay. a clever point about that. I like this. So when the curtains blow out, mm-hmm. it's because he opened the door. You know yeah. when you open the door in a hotel room? It's like a, it's like a wind tunnel. It, it yeah. creates yeah. a little push. He comes in, he opens the door and rushes in, and it blows out. Is that, oh, is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he moved and then the nitpick the is, at one point, his hand, it's like the punch in the first one. His hand falls off the hanger, the bodyguard. Yeah. But the guy's still holding it to his own <laughs> neck. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's classic, w- classic yeah. WWF stuff. Yeah. WCW yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. WWF stuff. So I, I, Chief <laughs> I saw that too, and I was like, well, he's still holding it with the other hand. I was really trying to like convince myself yeah. that it worked. It, it, but yeah, it was the guy dying's hand. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even notice because that. That's my one. If you watch it with subtitles, it just goes, neck snap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, he strangled him. You know, yeah. Neck snap. I'm like, what? Well, well, they go right, like, <laughs> strangling noises, <laughs> gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. So he can't, he can't quite get to Roth with the pillow, though. We have uh, the uh, the Cuban army marches their way up, and the look on his face, he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the nurses have to witness oh. this whole thing. Oh, dip. And they shoot him. They, they shoot him a lot. The whole army gets a shot off. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. Another no, one dramatic. One guy unloads his entire clip on him. <laughs> a nice dramatic death scene again out of uh, the mysterious bodyguard. Great job, great that scene. Yeah. yeah, there's some there's some good ones in this one. There's there uh, they knew they had to play up to uh, to a big reputation after the first one. Yeah, and McCluskey headbutting the picnic table as he gets <laughs> shot down. That's an all time that scene. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like through like through the white through the white pillow, it starts turning red, and yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice aesthetic. It's well done. One of the most iconic scenes in movie history in my in my mind and i have a question for both of you guys um well grant um, not so much for you already because you have seen it before uh, and you knew that fredo dies joey were you spoiled at all did you know that fredo dies in this were you able to watch this movie and 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 so i knew there was like a kiss of death but i didn't know it was fredo because i knew that i knew that michael kissed someone and i knew the, the you, you know you broke my heart like i knew that yeah. but i did not know it was fredo okay okay, okay. so, th- yeah, so that was really preserved yeah because i've seen it redone and other things so i've never seen like that clip and up until the end of this movie did you know he killed fredo or i'm sure you yeah, probably when did you some... pick up on it the second he kissed him i knew fredo was dead okay oh. but even after he like embraces him at yeah, the, i knew at fredo the moment, was you knew fredo yeah, was yeah, tossed yeah. at some okay, point okay. the second he kissed him did you know about the boat scene no okay never okay. seen that boat right. scene before that, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. was new to i didn't right. know how he was going to die oh but you you, you, you knew that was once he kissed him knowing michael i knew that michael Knowing the way Michael operates, I know that no matter how much Michael loves him, wants to help him get out of Cuba, Michael would be unable to rest until the person who betrayed him, brother or not, was out of the picture. It, it is kind of interesting how that kiss of death, which, which has become so synonymous with the Godfather and the Mafia oh, and yeah. all that, it's Godfather 2, it's not Godfather 1. It's, yeah. um, it's, it's funny how that works, and the, the big famous quotes from this one on top where... Uh, 
we're, we're bigger than U.S. Steel, that, that was a great which quote. is kind yeah. of was voted as one of the top quotes. And then the other one was, of course, keep your friends close, keep but your enemies yeah. closer. Is this the um, first time that's said? I believe that's in Sung Zhu's uh, Art of War. I don't think it's exactly worded, but, but it's it was there, yeah. popularized through this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not said exactly right, like that but in Sun Tzu, but it's kind of yeah, it's right, yeah. that's that's, that's yeah. a timeless thing. If it yes. was popularized through this, but that's I think impressive. Yeah. I think it was yeah. the first time it was written like that. Wow. So the kiss. Of, so I very I had in my notes for Godfather one about where the where is the kiss of death because I knew it was a Godfather oh, you know, thing. We, and we didn't we didn't. Well, of course we didn't talk about. But it. we, we didn't, didn't talk about it. Right. So. I didn't want to ask about it. And then at some point I made a comment about Fredo kind of being a non-entity and Grant and Artie giggled together and kicked each other's feet. And I was like, hmm. And I never oh, put it together. Oh, you caught that reaction. You were doing your own little Michael Corleone in the well, background. Well, I paid attention <laughs> to Grant and Artie the entire time because every time I said something, they'd be like, hee, hee, hee. Part of me was hoping it would come up in three and be this stupid thing. But then I was like, I don't want to ask because I don't want it. The famous one in three is the... And I'm gonna butcher the line because it's always so, so said to me. I, I, tr I try to get out and they keep dragging me back in. Every time oh, I'm close. That's from that's every time three. I'm every time I'm out, they pull me back in. I didn't realize in, that was a Godfather line. Yeah, and it's oh. it's famously overdone. Like yes. when you finally see it, he just kind of casually says it. But oh yeah, that's, I didn't realize yeah, that's, that was a that's the Godfather three. That's I thought the that was that. some shitty movie that was trying to do the Godfather. Yeah, Godfather <laughs> I <didn't> three. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. And, and you, you know, were right. <laughs> we kicked this thing off. We talked about the success of The Godfather 2 and what it could have been and how big of a disaster it, would, it could have also been. And I think The Godfather 3 is enough evidence of that. I mean, because that... Yeah. It's not even ways, recognized as... Yeah, I mean, it was nominated for Best Picture. Oh, it was? Uh, it was, oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good... That's same year as Goodfellas. Same year as Goodfellas. Out of respect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, basically, yeah. The fact that that and Goodfellas is in the same... Same year, and how successful Goodfellas is. I, I think they just wanted a trilogy to win all three, like give it a chance. You yeah, know? is it that bad, or does well, it just not live it, up to the first two? It, it falls off a cliff. Yeah. Every time I watch Godfather one and Godfather two, Godfather two ends, and the ending is obviously just 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 shakes you to the core, and fires you up and gets ready ready for more. I tell myself I'm gonna like Godfather three this time. I just I, I was like, you know what? No, no. I just I didn't watch it properly last time. I, I need to watch it. I need to watch it under yeah. a different lens. Right. And holy hell, is it a heap of shit? Wow. I mean, it stinks. And I think this is a good enough time to announce that there will be a Godfather three BPC honorary episode with the four of us. Oh, it's yes. a Best Picture nominee. We're gonna have to do it. I don't know when it's gonna be. Yeah. I don't know. I it, can't it, wait. Might as well. Might as well. <laughs> yeah, we have time. To sometimes this fall, but yeah. before the end of the year, we have to finish. We have to finish a trilogy. We do. We do. And and I think we can have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. There's, there's I'm a lot excited of wacky to watch stuff it. And now I'll now I get to wait to watch it. Yeah, yeah. There's... If you like love this movie, I'm gonna be so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Godfather Three already? Half of it. Yeah, not the whole thing. It's, no, it's... it sucks. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it it's once. It's not what I wanted, you know? I wanted to see another Godfather, and I'm yeah, like, wait, what is, this is Andy Garcia talking to, like, a non-actress. Uh, I think you have yeah. to watch it with an element of, of, of humor to it. I, like, I, I, just I, watch I, it oh, out that of time. Yeah, exactly. Almost, well, almost, that is not the Godfather. Exactly. exactly. It's right. almost like how we watch, like, Broadway Melody in a yeah. way. Oh, it's, it's not, like that. Yeah. It's not so, as bad. Take it to, like, it's not the room. Or the room. 
Yeah, I mean, it's literally okay. like that. Well, so 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 it's like Coppola's, a parody. Sophia Coppola's acting is some of the worst acting. It's like her ever first time ever acting ever and in she's anything. In a Godfather and she's movie. on in Godfather. But Andy Garcia's in it, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. and he's very good in it. Right, yeah, I'm not surprised. Good. But like yeah. that's if not for him, it literally wouldn't have been in theaters. We know? don't get Duvall. Duvall's not in the mix. That oh, really hurts. Oh, really tough. hurts the supporting cast is weak. I mean, Duvall grounds the Godfather. Yeah, they wouldn't pay him. They wouldn't pay. Wow. Yeah, they they just kill him unceremoniously. Throughout the years. Spoiler alert. Man. Well, uh, well, he's not in the movie. So. He's not in the movie, so. <laughs> well, I don't know. They killed him. He gets clemented. He gets clemented. He moves with his mistress. Yeah, it was Vegas. sad to find out he had a mistress. It made me upset. Well, it was actually supposed. There's a, there was a storyline originally that it was that the mistress was Sonny's wife. And they ended oh. up cutting it, but they kept that line in that Michael said that just like as an homage to the original storyline. Interesting. Good job, cool. cutting. 100%. Good, good job cutting that storyline. Yeah, we don't need that. You don't need, need that. That would have been you bad. Can't have... It does upset me he has a mistress, but though, right? It doesn't seem like that. They all got those. Saturdays are for the Gumars. Um, Vito didn't. Yeah. Well, Vito's well, loyal. Yes. Michael, Michael and Vito are, are, those, are those parallels. Different yeah. reasons, though. Vito, Sonny did. Vito is loyal. Vito. Vito. Banging co- cocktail waitresses two at a time. Michael is t- way too focused on war and winning to yeah. even think about women. He looks and, at his wife as something to impregnate and make a son. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's all it's animalistic, it right? Is, yeah, like it's more, and it's and its appearances because it was also Michael when he met Kay is not Michael in Godfather Two. They're two different human beings. Completely, yeah. right? That's you know, it's an evolution of a human into narcissism. And Vito is very much focused on. His family, and right. and yeah. as we'll find out, we're gonna we're gonna start transitioning into the De Niro stuff. But as he says, he goes, "She's beautiful for you, for me. There is my wife, and there is my son." Talk about ten words that this is just, what this yeah. is like. Yeah, how much just, of a man do you want to know? But before before we the, get there, I just want to want to wrap this one up here because we do get, and I, I love this little Fredo moment of them fleeing Cuba, and like Fredo, I'm your brother. He's like, yeah, I, I've seen how that works out. <laughs> <laughs> used that line before, but yeah, sure, okay, bro. yeah. Where's Carlo yeah. right now? All right, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna find my way back to New York, Mike. Thanks. So it's probably the smartest thing Fredo did the, the whole series. Yeah, was I mean, find his own ride back to New choice. York. And Mike, Mike arrives home, and we just get that that miscarriage dialogue oh. with more spring coil stuff there. Yeah. Um, also, Tom, you know, can't you just can't can, you just speak straight? Can you give me an answer, a straight answer for once? He keeps losing himself a little bit more and more. Yeah, like, just like, right. just like pieces, like crumbling pieces, crumbling right. off. Where, Thom- v- where Vito gets stronger and more stable. Michael, when he's with people, he's comfortable with because Tom is really the only person he trusts, and he makes that clear when he says, "My, you know, you're you're my brother." Earlier on, and Tom says, "That's all I ever wanted to be your brother." So he can be with Frankie, like you said, with family. So now he's kind of the guard comes down a little bit. Where Vito never lost that. It's perfectly put. Yeah. Don Vito's character, he keeps reinforcing his beliefs and ca- his own character, where Michael changes a lot. Because because Vito has roots, and he's rooted into the ground. Family first, right. then there's the family, and nothing exists outside of that. Yes. Michael doesn't have those roots. Michael's, Michael's attention is on everything that's going on around him, so he's not grounded. And Tom really tries to bring him back there when he's like... Do you have to do this to everybody? You know, jumping ahead, but do you have to do this with everybody? No, nope. not not everybody. Just those who wronged me. Only my enemies. Yes, and, yes. And that's, that's, do you have to wipe yeah. everyone out? No, great just line. My enemies. Yeah, but also, this yeah. is the ending where he's talking, where Tom and Petrangeli are talking. Petrangeli, not to t- not to jump ahead, but remember the olden days how we based it around the Roman Empire and we had order right. and and levels. Love like, their history talking about and, 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 and 
different levels. Yeah, like that was the olden days. That was great. Right. That worked. That's mm-hmm. what Vito did, like you said about Roots. There's right. levels. It, Michael is an entity acting in right, this yep. world without well, any. He's the emperor. Yeah. He's the right. emperor without he's a czar. He's, right. Where you know, in the old days, you know, a, if you plot against the emperor, you almost get a second chance, or you get you know, and you get the, to kill yourself. And he's the genius emperor, <laughs> right. but who's also a tyrant. And right. yeah, well, and and this is before we start heading yeah, to the uh, to the De Niro talk. This is uh, something I alluded to in the in the Godfather one episode. Is one of the main main thematic points of this is that Vito's his his entire entity sur- surfaced around his family and his love for his family. And the sadness of that character is that he was unable to recreate that through any of his children. And each of his children has a vice or something holding them back. With Sonny, it was his Mm hot-headedness and his inability to to stay calm and not react on his anger. With Fredo, it's his his pride and his his silliness and his need to to go out and have a good time and please others Mm -hmm. and, and just get that simple gratitude that someone will just give you on the street. With Connie... I mean, there's all sorts of, of weakness and self-indulgence, and we just, need a whole again, lot of flash that, yeah. and yeah, and and then with Michael, it's just pure and unadulterated wrath, the need to be God mm-hmm. at yeah. all times and to and to make others pay, and he loses himself because of it, and that's the sad part of the Don Vito character is that, as much as he loves his family, he can't instill that love for his family in his children. Well that was it, a brilliant, brilliant. Well, I wanted to say it so badly in the Godfather episode, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> You've had months that, that, really, that was really well to put. Um, and you're totally right. Yeah. And let's get into Don Vito now. And well, he's not Don Vito yet. You're can right. We, you're right. Let's get into the the birth of Don. Let's get into Vito can, can we, Andolini. Can we stop calling him Don Vito? Because I'm just thinking of Viva La Bam. <laughs> Viva La Bam. Oh. Bam Marguerite's dad that he went His uncle. Like, his uncle, or, or his Don, uncle Vito. Yeah, calls him Don, Don Vito. Don Vito. Ha! Oh, yeah. Can, can we just call him Vito? <laughs> because you don't call him Don Michael. Yes. So let's, just, let's, call him, just call him Vito. start doing that. Don Hagen. It sounds Don like Hagen. a rock band from the 80s. <laughs> like Don Hagen. I mean, Don Hagen. Don Hagen had a lot of hairspray. <laughs> So you're 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 gonna get your set design Oscar here with this old new. Oh, look. beautiful! My wow, God, does it look good? Oh, the I village, mean, oh, the neighborhood. My oh my God! God. I, I want to live there. I want to yeah. go to that festival. I mean, holy! The longer shit. the takes, yes. the better. Yeah, the more just, I get to see people just walking around with fruit everywhere, just, the better. The, the, talk about world building. Oh. You, you you know you just wonder how they were able to properly do it. I mean, it's very impressive. It takes you back yeah. to early 1900s New York. You're there. You know, just, just painstaking, sh- painstaking detail. Take the shit on gangs of New York. <laughs> oh, bring we'll throw back to back, episode y'all. episode six or episode five for the uh, gangs of Goodfellas defense. Yeah, this check is out how all you, our thoughts. On. This is how you build that that cluttered neighborhood feeling. Gordon Willis yeah. does a great job because the, the camera is at eye level, so as you walk through stuff, it moves through kind of quickly. You're not seeing a big overhead shot of everything happening. You see a couple of them, but a lot of the camera From work Vito's is moving through the stuff, or or it's a still camera, and you see one. Like Don Vito moving, or, sorry, <laughs> Vito Corleone moving through, and bystanders moving through as well, like a play or a, a Broadway performance. Yeah, and, and you get to you get to really see how he's a man of the community, and that's yeah. like one of the main points of this whole thing. And you have the Don Fanucci, who is the, uh, the old, dressed all in white, controlling the neighborhood. But as you, as you get uh, De Niro's character say, and it well, isn't he Italian? Why is he? 
taking from the Italians? Right, Why right. isn't he part of the community? Why isn't he building the community? And listen, while Vito is ultimately building his own little family that's that's going to take little pieces out of it, he gives back to the community, which Just is... favors. Yeah. Ask around about me. Everybody will tell you how good I am about returning mm -hmm. favors. Vito leads through strength as opposed to Fanucci mm -hmm. or Michael who lead through mm -hmm. straight Wait, fear. He also, yeah. he also leads through kindness. Mm -hmm. Right. That's yeah. what I mean. Strength of character. Yeah. Like he's he's oh. he's got this such a the, the in the opening scene of the first one where he barely speaks and you just get this vibe from him. Mm -hmm. He's got that mm -hmm. built into him. And he's a strategist himself. Oh yeah. You know, so it's not like he's all just, you know, let's just I'm going to build a reputation and it'll all take care of itself. And eventually that does catch up to him in, in the first one a little bit where they say he's getting soft or he's getting a little bit. But he is a strategist. He sees where other people go. And he does instill that in Mike. But Mike is just Mike is just hitting the Wildcat playbook too much toward the end. You know, it's like, yeah, it worked great when the defense wasn't ready for him. It's like, now we've seen this option work a few times. Here. It's interesting that Don Vito, when he was Don Vito, got soft as he got older. Whereas yeah. Michael's getting more and more ruthless is, and harder. Yeah. Don Vito went back to his roots. What does Vito yeah. say? My one vice is how much I love my children. Right. Yep. Yeah, I have I a soft spot for my children. I spoil them. Yeah. They speak when they should listen. <laughs> These Robert De Niro scenes. Let's just talk about Robert De Niro in general right here in his performance. Is this his best performance? I think this is an all-time movie character. And, and to um, think that he's doing it in the wake of, of the well, Rando performance that's is what I mean. also impressive. Yeah. He... he he carries on the same character in such a perfect way. And he's fantastic. He's best. Yeah. It's up there. It's, it's, it's an it's all time a, character. Like a lot of actors, I think, would be very intimidated to play an earlier version of, of Vito Corleone. A Brando character. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, um, and, he, and he nails it. He's exactly what you'd think a, a young Vito Corleone mm -hmm. would be. He's perfect. Yeah. I mean, and he, you know, he spent how many days, you know, He's lived in Sicily for six, three months. He learned, he spent every day learning Sicilian so he could, you know, naturally speak. So, so De Niro was nominated for eight Academy Awards. He's the winner of two. This was his first nomination and his first win. And all of these movies are interesting to me. I've seen seven of the eight and the eighth one I definitely want to see. But so it, the 75 awards, he wins for The Godfather Part Two. 77 awards, he's nominated for Taxi Driver, doesn't win. 79 awards, he's nominated for Deer Hunter, doesn't win. In 81, he wins for Raging Bull. That's his second win. Mm. 91 is Awakenings, which is the movie with, with the, Robin Williams. That's the one I haven't seen, but I'm super intrigued by it. I want to check it's that a, one it's out. It's a bummer. I love that movie. It's a bummer, it's a but fucking what bummer. a fucking... I hear it's great. I really want to see movie. it. What a movie. Two phenomenal acting performances. Yeah. Wow. Then, you won't forget that movie. Yeah, that's on my list. That's, that's the one I want to check that one out. Cape Fear, the remake, the oh, Scorsese remake. Yeah. I fucking... I, I rewatched that like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's good stuff. He's unbelievable. I His performance that. is great in that. Oh, my yep. God. I've seen parts, not the whole thing. It's then so uh, 2013 Silver Linings Playbook. Love, love, yeah, love that. Love that movie. That was up against, I think, Argo, right? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, that, I, I, that was one that I thought maybe should have won. And then The Irishman in, in 2020, which isn't my favorite movie in the world, but, you know, I'm, you, I'm good with his... He wasn't nominated for Analyze This? Um, yeah, actually... Uh, <laughs> no, he could have been, though. I love him in that, too. <laughs> uh, Irishman, he was actually... It was not, a knock, it was not an acting nominee. It was a, he was a producer. Why? So, uh, what oh. was his other win besides uh, Godfather Raging Bull. Oh. Yeah, Raging, Raging <laughs> Bull and, and Godfather 2. See, you know what? I wonder if we're spoiled by the fact that we've seen so much De Niro, specifically you and I, Joey and I, to watching Godfather 2. 
like take into consideration that this is him in the 70s like creating this right you know it's such an original thing back then and yeah. and you know, i know he's playing off a of brando but but you're also working you have to in Brando's live up to Brando. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. part of the Godfather I mean, Two thing. You got to live up to it, and he fucking kills right. it. All his mannerisms are awesome. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Brando's the guy every actor says is the best actor. <laughs> right, and you're coming in, young guy, who, acting and, like Brando's and best character, crushing it, and then winning an Academy Award. Yeah, and I'm I'm torn between this and Taxi Driver as his best performance. Um, yeah, I, 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 I go I, back and forth. I, I really think more, do. M- Raging Bull's up there, man. That's he, fucking good. His performance he's is great good in that, in that movie. dude. He yeah. carries I think, that movie. I mean, I think, yeah. I think he's better in Taxi Driver than this. I think he's fantastic in I, it's, that. It's Have hard. you seen Raging Bull? Yeah. Okay. It's it's yeah. hard because in, I mean, Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, he is the lead. He's carrying the whole movie. Not a lot is asked of him uh, time-wise in Godfather, Godfather 2, but in terms of what he needs to accomplish he achieves in spades yeah and on top of that he's he learned to speak sicilian for this role a role where he's entirely speaking he only says like a handful of words in english in this whole thing it's unbelievable i i am in love with his performance in this and great performance and to 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 do scenes that take you away from the main storyline you gotta deliver in those and i honestly i think that when people look at the godfather 2 i think most people Look at the, the De Niro stuff. So when I said I this is my I felt like a first watch because I saw it like twenty years ago, but there were a lot of scenes that were memorable. They were all De Niro. Yeah, the, the, it's yeah. true. Oh, interesting. I think that has a little bit to do with the density of the Pacino stuff. Yes, it, it's it's also, so it's so dense. The Pacino stuff is so heavy and de- also, and and the De Niro stuff is very light and and entertaining. And it just looks different than other movies. Also, I'm in love with the Vito Corleone character. Right, so I love right. the style of dialogue, yeah. his thoughtfulness, his his just whole demeanor is intriguing to yeah. me. Yeah, it's it's a it's all time character. I, I love the scene where De Niro is having dinner with. Clemenza and Tessio and they're talking about Don Finucci, you know, asking for $200 each and he's like, you guys give me $50 and I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Yes. And it's like, oh, it's yeah. fucking Vito. Yes. Fucking he's got yeah. it. He goes, but, well, he goes, what are you going to tell him? He goes, that's my business. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. And no, that's yeah. how he becomes this boss. This is our business. Yeah. Uh, and but Clemenza he, immediately upon that comment, that's my business, like takes a break from eating and stares at him like, oh, I see what's going on here. But, you know, think about when Clemenza, you know, goes to him and he's like, do you have that package? He's like, yeah, did you look at it? I don't bother, with, you know. I'm not interested in things, things that, that don't, don't concern, concern me. Right. It's like, yeah. God, he's yeah. so memorable. That, yeah, that's that scene, like when he's saying, yeah, don't, just give me 50 each. I'll take care of it, knowing full well that he's going to kill Don Finucci the next day, you know, at the, at the, at the San Gennaro yeah. Festival. Yeah. It's just... Great. And, and again, he and this is we see this later with Michael. But the way to take out Finucci is not to go at him, but to hey, make give him make him respect you a little bit, right. and then then that's how we're going to take him out. There's something I want to touch on that's in both Godfather movies. Uh, the first Godfather movie actually ends with it: the door shutting on Kay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The first time Vito Corleone, the rocks are getting thrown at the window. Clemenza goes, "You speak Italian," and throws. Throws the rag over. He looks at his wife. He shuts the bathroom door. Then he opens. So his first matter of business ever in the underworld is with a shut door. Where he stares at the guns. He thinks about it. He obviously, I think he just realizes his opportunity that just fell into his lap. But that cooking scene, the scene with the three of them eating, 
She's behind the the, the stained glass. You yep. can't see her. She's out of the scene. She's not in the room. Right. And he keeps standing up and going back and getting their the food. food for them yeah. he, because they're she's not coming into the room. Right. He he keeps his two families separate. This is something that Michael's unable to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Michael Michael lets the worlds bleed together because he's so out of control. And right. it ends brutally with him shutting the door. On because K. he's yeah. because oh, he's not oh, devastating. Because yeah. Vito is not closing that door on his love for his right. wife and Michael is Michael Michael is closing the door on Kay from getting inside him and getting inside his his heart right um because he can't separate it from 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 his business and and Graham what you said is perfect is they just bleed together right. and yeah. he can't he can't draw that line he can't find that line right Vito empowers his wife where Michael just shuts his wife out but even you know you learn so much about Vito when you know it's the festival before he before Clemenza and Tessio give him the $50 Clemenza comes up to him, he goes, Fenucci's family left. So, you know, so Vito's going to go do something, but he's not hurting innocents. Like, he's doing something to take his business up. He's not going to hurt this guy's daughters. He's not going to hurt his wife because that's not his intention. Right. Physically, I, what he's doing mentally to them is just destructive, but that's neither here nor there. How great is young Tessio cast? I mean, My he God, looks exactly just, like a young Abigail. Unbelievable casting. Young Tessio is a fox. <laughs> he's a handsome man. <laughs> Clemenza, too. Great casting. Yeah, great character. I, yeah. I wasn't crazy about the Clemenza character. Just, just appearance-wise, it didn't look like him. I think it really, worked. he yeah, looked I, like he ate a ton of spaghetti. Right. Well, well, yeah, it was before he ate all the spaghetti. Yeah, I think that was all the spaghetti. You have to have thirty years of cannolis and pasta. I was hoping for. I was hoping for something a little bit, a little bit. I mean, I guess just just darker features. I guess one thing I will point out: you know how Clemenza's nonchalant about murder in the first one. Yeah. In this one, when the door's about to be knocked on, when the guy's about to walk in, Clemenza without flinch is like, "All right." Time to shoot this guy in the head. Not shoot a cop. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. no, no issue. I'm ready to shoot him. Like, ready that's the same down. character Doesn't as miss the a older Clemenza. Like, he's not, he's not breathing heavier. He's not shaking. It's just he looks through. Gage, he's not looking through to see how many other. He's just seeing how tall are you so I know where to put the gun. This is and part of the, the robbery. Gun. Yeah. Now, does the eyebrows character that he goes to the, the play with, does he surface in later that's on? That's Genko. That's who he starts the olive oil company with. That's who, when he's sitting there, when the but land. Does he appear in the first yeah, one? No, oh, the first one. No, 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 no. Jenko, Jenko is Vito's consigliere until he dies. Okay, and then Hagen takes over. Gotcha, gotcha. So okay, you don't, cool. so you don't see him. Yeah, I, I love the scene with him in the locked door it with is, the landlord. It is kind of oh, like great. so saddening though that Michael has to, for lack of a better term, like put down Tessio as an older man. Like when Tessio and his father were that, like. They were there on the They're ground OGs. floor. They like, yeah. tried, you don't, tried like, to make a move. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, and yeah. that's how it goes. But it's like you don't get, you don't fully grasp that in the first one. How much on the ground 100%. floor he was with him? Hundred percent. Part of you makes, part of it makes you wonder if these guys were right to try to change teams after Don Vito died and and didn't want to trust Michael. In retrospect, that's, that's an interesting point too. I never right? really like what that. if what if what if they kind of saw the warning signs like this guy's kind of unstable. Right. Especially they knowing, already had a brother, Sonny, who was unstable, and knowing Vito, how he was growing up, when, because they knew Vito at Michael's age. They saw so that's interesting. I didn't even consider. Michael, that. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I think it was. I think it was impossible to know what Michael. I feel like if he had Vito's trust, it was well warranted, and I, I feel like this stuff was just completely compounded on itself over time. Okay. Yeah, and and Michael does still keep the family set up pretty well. 
toward the end of two. So it's not it's not like they'd really be in that bad of a place if they stayed true to the true to the team. Although there's even points where Hagen's like, Michael, come on, I gotta tell you every deal I turned down here. Yeah, like, right. like why are you know. attacking me? Right. You know, he like, he loses it, Michael. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah. He becomes, it's a, this he becomes, very interesting thought. I, I never I never looked at it that way. Yeah. That maybe they were right right to get out of that well, they, when they in, could. Retro, in retrospect yeah. they were right. But yeah. I don't know if I don't know if at the time I think I think Tessio just did that just for, opportunist. For, yeah, for power. Yeah. Yeah. But the murder scene of Fanucci when he's Well, another all time movie scene. I mean, it's just um, watching. This is the one that Chris G. After we watched Godfather One, he goes, "What happened to the scene with him tapping the light bulb? What happened to that one?" I'm like, <laughs> I'm like ah, ah, "You got it. it's coming up. Don't worry." Just watching him, watching Vito patiently moving on the roof. Oh, not, oh I love that. Not that. Oh, beautiful. While Fanucci just just juggling oranges like nothing's gonna happen to him. Oh. Gotta be careful about those oranges oh in the Godfather oh. universe. They'll get the, you. They'll the, get you. When he picked up the oranges, I said, "Ah, oh, fucking orange." <laughs> <laughs> but just, oh, that's too violent for me. And just every. I love that line. I love yeah. that line. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, just what a scene. Um, I just noticed. I just re- you just made me think of this with talking about the oranges and the uh, at the table where um, in Cuba. Back, we're going back to Cuba for a second, where everyone's talking. They're passing around this gold phone. There were just bowls of oranges mm-hmm. all over the place, mm-hmm. oh, and I, I guess didn't even not that. not, and it symbolizes not the death of the people, but the death of the deal. Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, oh, I just had cool. a thought too. Thought that. The, the last scene, really jumping ahead here, where they're younger and Michael joins the the Marines. Mm. Tessio's there. Yeah, he is, yes. brings in the kick. Yeah. yeah, Tessio may have noticed like, well, this guy's kind of going against the grain. Maybe he's not. As, as, True. As Tessio is to... the thinker. He's yeah. the analyzer and the thinker. Right. That's a good point. He's a smart yeah, one. I, like that, so right. I just thought of it, though. So. And then Michael stays alone. You know, everybody else goes in. It's right. Pearl Harbor. Michael alone at the table. That shot at oh. that. that... Well, we, we'll, we'll, we can God, get it. We can get into that later. We can that. unpack that. Yeah, there's a lot shit. to do. Yeah, that's. That'll be another episode. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's that's the final, it's about the final shot. The literal, yeah. the yeah. literal yeah. Extra, yeah. extra three so hours. So Fanucci we'll, gets we'll get shot, there. the t-shirt goes on fire. I, I get it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the towel, I, love, I love that. The towel, the... Oh, I love that touch that, the, that yeah. would cause the a fire towel, in the red. The towel I, I love when Vito, first thing he does is get the money out of the wallet, puts it in his pocket. Then he breaks the gun up. He's throwing well, it everywhere. I, I want to say this, Joe. That is one of the scenes that always just, just stays with me. I don't know. It, like... It like phonetically pleases me and visually pleases me. The taking a part of the gun and putting it in the chimneys and then they rattle down. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. a, the sound in that scene, the sound editing. That's why it's I said brilliant. sound yeah, editing. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And him just picking the different chimneys. Uh, that always, I, that's uh, that's it. Whatever I'm doing while I'm watching the movie, like it, that, I just always hone right into that. I yeah, love that. Yeah. I really love that. well done and just, it, that's what it would sound like. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, and it's 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 just a it's just a brilliantly isolated sound within the movie. It's great stuff. But the rooftop rooftop De Niro and the Godfather oh is as good as it gets. They're so <laughs> just just, really just patient, knows exactly where he's going, but just watching so he's not ahead. He's making sure he's not too fast. He's not too slow. He's exactly where he needs to be. So it was a, it was it was shot like a spy movie or something. It was. Yeah. Brilliant. And the, the first shot of it is, is is fantastic where, you know, you see Fanucci, then it pulls out, then you see the back of Vito oh, looking it's, down. It's, so it's yeah. it's just over his point of view, and then they go kind of looking at both of them. 
It's really cool. Yeah. And, you, and you just get it. You get a parade of symbolism just going down. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Like, I, I mean, there's, there's times where I'm watching like, all right, I don't have time to analyze this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save this for next time. There's like Mother Mary is like bathing in dollar bills. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I, can't. I need to, I need to, I'm having, I'm halfway through my bottle of wine right now. I just can't. <laughs> I, I cannot, I, I cannot go through this right now. <laughs> That'll so have to be true. the BPC. That'll be the BPC recast. Next time we'll go through the, the Mother Mary parade. It just and in even after the Fenucci hit, where Vito's walking through the crowd and the, just like the, the tracking camera, just like just following him. Oh, and the, as the, he's just walking past every everybody. tracking. And what do you get? So and what do you get in that one? Erotic. That one, that symbolism all over there, sparklers and flags, freedom. Yep. Yeah. That's freedom, and, and, and you have you have found your way in America, yep. and you're going to make your place yeah. in America. Yep. yep. Yeah. And then he, he goes he goes to his stoop, and everyone's waving like Italian flags. But all of his family are waving American flags. Waving Fredo's. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 yeah, cool, little cool. toddler, and he's like holding. He's waving it upside down. The, the, he's Fredo. <laughs> the American flag. So it's just, it, but it goes it goes back to the themes of the first movie about that whole opening scene of Godfather One. Yeah, about what it means mm-hmm. to be an American. And then that scene with baby Michael, where Michael holds his hand and you know, I love you, and you know their then you know their connection right off the bat, which. You know, we see the end of it first. Yeah, and that'll lead into the intermission. We're gonna let's yeah, while yeah, we're yeah, here, yeah. let's keep talking about De Niro in here with this He's, because now you get the favors with the with the, the oh, woman. The, and landlord the landlord is just. That, Bef- I love that scene. Before is it before or after the landlord scene? The scene where is it Fredo that's sick? And he has pneumonia. That's earlier than that. That's yeah, way that's earlier yeah. than that. When De Niro's looking at him and he's just standing just heartbroken. through the door, like I that's helpless. He gave me the yeah. feeling I had when my yeah. kid needed yeah. stitches, you know? Like yeah. Yeah. You, you really feel the empathy in that performance. It, he just stood there. Fucking amazing. He didn't say and a I didn't, word. I, right. right. You just see him like yep. concerned and compare that to Connie only seeing her kids on weekends. Right. right. You know? Yeah. Or it's just the yeah. difference in family, right. Just watching right. him devastated is... as, and just when young Mama Corleone looks at him and just, they're both just there. They're connected to each other, trying to help this freaking Fredo who's going to just give them 30 years of uh, And Artie, you called me out on this right as this thing started. Is I loved the influx of Mama Corleone in this. They did such a better oh, job man. of showing her importance to the yeah. to the root of this family whether it's whether it's fredo collapsing by her coffin or michael going to consult her or her i love young mom corleone like bringing in the bringing in this woman who needs the help just yeah really they they filled that gap big yeah. time this this time when, when he meets with her when the you know when she brings in you know the older woman her friend and he's like, well, I don't really know how I can help you. I, I can give you money to move. She's like, I can't move. And he's like, All right, I'll go talk to him. Just yeah, to, I'm not moving. I can't move. Yeah, right. Just, he tried. He tried to give her logical options right. first, and then he was going to flex on him. I right. Guess. He's, he's also still flex. figuring out his way. What a flex, old time. Hey, just do do me this favor. I'll, t- I'll take care. You ask around. I'll take care. Who are you? Get get out of my get it. No, just, just that. Take the take the he pick, takes the dollar bills, puts him back in his hand. Just take. Right. He he just he just. Showers him kills, with respect, yep. kills him with kindness, I, and, I, I, and the guy asks around. He goes, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> Yoink. I honestly think the the stretch of dialogue from when he bumps into the landlord and speaks to him, through the landlord struggling to leave his oh, office, so great. from that from that start to finish is all time dialogue and character development. With, and, oh yeah, with, and, with Vito, it's. And we and, talked and even about the landlord. Yeah, and we talked about the rewatchability of the first one. 
that is is comes true. The, all that stuff yeah. in Landward is so. Anytime it's on, you just rewatch. Most, so, really, most of the Beatles stuff is super. So fun. That's watchable. all very watchable. This has my line of the movie too. Are we doing line of the movie? Yeah, let's go. go when it comes right, up to so, it. After Don, after Vito um, gives him a handful of money and goes, and he can keep, and she can keep the dog, and he's like, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, she can keep the dog, and he's like, do you? What? And he's like, <laughs> and he gives him all the money, and he's he walks away, and the guy and the landlord goes, "What a character!" <laughs> With an exclamation point, yeah. but like about Don Vito, yeah, that's about great. Vito Corleone. That's, yes, yeah, what, a what a character! Like in every every definition of the word. That's amazing. So, so that's my line of the movie right there, hidden in this meta. masterful yeah. script. It's meta, right, yeah. it's meta. I now found the one meta line. Him fumbling with the lock. Oh. Yeah, great story. Oh, right. So Coppola wanted him because he's a he's an Italian comedian. That guy. Oh, really? A actor. Yeah, he wanted him to improv most of the stuff. Does he improv your stuff? This. Okay. The door. If there's a, like a pin, you can put in that lock, and if the pin's in, the door doesn't open. They didn't tell the actor though. So he's doing the oh, thing, so trying great. to get the door open. Up, 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 I'll tell you. Up, 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 I'll yeah. get you next time. I just, I gotta go. Yeah. And he can't get it open. And, and the guy has to come over and open it for him. And then he like stumbles like, out and the, goes. The, the laugh, the laugh he does, where he pulls the pen, he opens the door. He's like, ah! <laughs> 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 it's amazing. It's such a nerve. <laughs> oh, that's the, in the scene before that, where where Vito's talking to the landlord to try to, you know, before he finds out who he really is, have you guys noticed where like just a passerby just shakes Vito's hand? Mm-hmm. That was an extra that wasn't supposed to do that. Oh wow! And I, I don't know exactly why. It probably just, you know, trying to make something more than just being a walk, you know, a passerby. And Coppola was like pissed, but De Niro liked it. He's like, no, it just, it kind of, it's. Almost, it it's almost world building because it shows like this. He just gets random people on the street showing respect for him. Shades of Rocky with the uh, the guy who tosses in the arms oh, yeah, while exactly. he's jogging through the streets of Philadelphia. Yeah, it's really funny. So is it time to go to Sicily with Michael? With Vito? Uh, yeah, let's talk about Vito <laughs> so in, we did in, Sicily, in Sicily. We're back in Sicily here. Oh yeah, you knew you knew we weren't gonna leave it alone with this old guy. We had to get back at this guy. I gotta hear what Joey thought of this scene for his very first watch because this is one like I remember. I didn't forget this after twenty years or fifteen years or whatever it's been. Absolutely, I rewound it like four times. <laughs> <laughs> when he when they pull up and you know oh we're, we you know we we just want your blessing for the olive oil business. What's your name? No, I use the town. What's your father's name? Oh, come closer. I can't hear. Oh, and then this is from him and just brutal. Just he slices him like Hyman Roth's cake. Yeah, just disemboweling this. It's it was like out of a slasher movie. Yeah. Yeah. And And then then they just leaves the knife like corner of the way. That was the the knife just staying there. And it's just, you know, when Don Tizio, when he said it in 1901, he was right. right. And And, yeah. And this is this is such a. It, it's such a dense, dark movie that you need those payoffs for the audience. Granted, the payoff is with the slashing murder, okay. but it's a, yeah. it's a payoff. You know, we, need, we needed to get, we needed closure to him 100%. blowing his mom away with with the shotgun there. Well, that's the, it. Almost became a self fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Um, if because if he never killed the mom, I don't think he would come back and do this. Agreed. Well, I, I do agree. <laughs> I do ultimately agree with you, but I do think we have to ask the question. More specifically, though, if he didn't kill the mom, he still killed the dad and the brother. Do you think he goes back to avenge the dad and brother's death? No, I, I I agree don't. with you, Grant, but what do you guys think? I don't think he does because I think at that point, if he doesn't, that means that if he doesn't kill the mom, that means that he made the he, deal with her. He's making the deal with her, so they're probably kind of under his protection. And really, Michael probably uh, 
Vito probably ends up as kind of a street-level warrior for him for the rest of his career. Yeah, he doesn't I, even go to America. Right. That's right. I think this is Vito's one piece of revenge that he feels he needs that he resolves. And Michael kind of gets a little bit of that revenge drive, and mm. it doesn't ever resolve because it's, it, it's, it's not specific like Vito's was to Don Ciccio. If I'm going to use some evidence of <clears throat> Corleone's words in the first one, though, remember when he's, he's willing to forgive the death of Sonny, but should some accident befall upon Michael, that I will not forgive. Mm-hmm. So perhaps if, if uh, Don uh, Ciccio agrees to his mother to let them go, Maybe that's part of the letting the death of his brother right. and father go, but he's letting his mom live and himself live. And you can also tell, because you can kind of gather in the first Godfather movie that Vito is not prone for vengeance and retaliations. You can kind of get a glimpse of this when the guy that helped him set up the, set up the deal, the guy that he trusted to, to bring him to Don Ciccio, he gets hurt, he gets, he gets shot in the fray, and it kind of reminds him... It kind of it kind of puts the the thought in his in Vito's head that revenge always has a price. Mm. It always comes with a price. Interesting. And even though it wasn't like somebody near and dear to Vito's heart, it's a lesson. It was a lesson to be learned that like there's no free shots. Great point. One interesting piece of the editing that I really liked is that one of the uh, the moments when we cut back from the De Niro scenes to the Pacino scenes, it goes to Pacino on the train. And then a little later on in the movie, when they cut from the Pacino scenes back to the De Niro scenes, it's De Niro and his family on the train headed back to, to Sicily. The very, yeah, uh, Mike, just a Michael's very alone. cool kind of balance. Yeah, Michael's long. This is why Gordon train. Willis should have won. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, like, not what even are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's true. It's just, it's just a damn shame. But I mean, and just Michael and Vito waving out of the train together. Oh, yeah. Is, Say yeah, goodbye, just, you know, really say goodbye, you know. Michael, or something like Your that. Your father loves you very much, Michael, that was, in Italian. That stuff was very, felt very forced to me. Like, yeah, yeah. I love that, that, you, I love you, <laughs> in Italian. <laughs> the old heavy-handed nod. All right, so we're going to move on from uh, Robert De Niro's Vito Corleone, and we're headed back to the uh, the third act here with... Al Pacino's Michael Corleone. And we're going to be introduced to these court scenes here. And I have a lot to say about these court scenes, uh, judging by my company here that you guys do as well. Um, I do want to point out, though, that we have these court scenes kind of cross-cut with Michael's little individual meetings with his family. First his mom, then it's going to be Fredo, then it's going to be Kay, and then it's going to be Connie. And as they're cross-cut with the court scenes and the... Congress's trial of Michael Corleone, we're kind of going to get our own little trial of him interacting with his family, too, which is, which is I think, really brilliantly put together here uh, by Coppola and Willis and, and the editing team and everybody. But we start in the court scene, and the court scene is noticeably visually different than the rest of the movie. I thought they did a phenomenal job of making the committee feel like a real committee. Yeah, the, the note passing in the background and it, the 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 chairman really felt authentic to it, me. You know, it felt chaotic. It felt things anxious. It felt stuffy at the same time. So when um, you know, the, the first there and he's kind of like making jokes about it, like, oh yeah, push the button. <laughs> you yeah, know, push it, the it, button. It, yeah, right, right. Trying yeah. to like ease yeah, it, it breaks it, the tension very nicely. But, 
and it was it, and it felt different. So coming out of the intermission into that, I was like, "What's going on?" Like it took me, it really took me a minute to yeah. get to my bearings. It threw me off center. Yeah, it, it comes it comes out of nowhere. This stuff, but like you said, Artie, it it feels very like just like everything else in this. It, it, the, it the scent it feels very lived in, but it, it does come out of nowhere. You, you get filled in later what happens, but right. I think this movie does a great job of having stuff come out of nowhere. Because even when we get Petrangeli. It's sitting in the FBI room. It was like, oh, hey, he's right. alive again. It's like, hey, yeah. and he's talking. We should listen. <laughs> but I'm so surprised. <laughs> this movie does a good job of making the viewer work. It's not going to, there's no. Well, there's no doubt there's, about that. Right. Yeah. There's no there's exposition no dumps. There's no coming out of the intermission like. There's okay, expedition dumps, but, but they're done like, stylistically. Right. But yeah. not, yeah. well, this is, you know, Frankie flipped because he had all these murder charges yeah. on it. Like they let you kind of see things first. Pay attention, absorb, fill in the blanks, and then put it all together. Right. Then they give you. Then they give you the answers at the end. Right. Yeah. I, I do want to say on the other side of this this thing, the trial scenes stylistically are the one point of the Godfather series that just gets to be a little too much for me. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it. it they're really putting. The pedal to the metal here with we've said the word heavy-handed a few times i think just the 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 way the camera is just ultra grainy and they're trying to almost do this kind of reality tv view before reality TV existed right but like this, it, they're really going out of their way above and beyond to say this is something different look at this we're we're jarring you and i do get jarred every time like you guys said and it's just a little a little bit much for me and it's, it's my least favorite part of the godfather series these these scenes um, I don't hate everything about them. I love, love, love Duvall in these scenes. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah. an apology! Yeah, it's so Senator, Senator, Senator! And they don't give Duvall a ton in this in this movie as a whole. Yeah. But those are the best his best moments, which is fine because he he shines in the first one. And there there was they needed to let some other people step up and and, and have their moments in two. I have the the Senate chairman is a little bit of a fish out of water for me here, and I think that's probably what they wanted a little bit. But it's just kind of there's some not great acting a little bit. They it, they seemed like they wanted a non actor in there. They were writers, but uh, yeah, they're okay. So there you okay. go. Um, there you go, and it, it, that one showed a little bit to me. Not uh, not the one that was in the pocket of Roth, but the lead, oh, the, the lead chairman. chairman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he's going to be a focus of, of mine moving, the one, moving the forward one, through this podcast. The one with the glasses and the yeah. mustache. Yeah. yeah, see, I thought he did a great job. I thought he yeah, felt I actually, authentic. I actually thought he yeah. was. I, I before I found out he was a writer, I assumed he was just some stuffy lawyer they found to make it feel like <laughs> legit. Yeah, it definitely we, felt that way. We have to find out what the hell's going on here. <laughs> what is this? What, what, what's going on? When they were stop. shuffling papers during yeah. Frank's stop yeah. the turn. I'll listen to the statement. I want it on record. <laughs> he seemed to me like one of the Academy members that snubbed them in the first one, interviewing the characters throughout the movie, trying to figure out what, what, what's going on here. They all just seemed so flustered by every second that was happening. They're all like they're reacting yeah. constantly. But, you know, Gary. Senator Geary's on fire in these oh scenes, though. God. It's just yeah. it's just so great, so phony. I want to make this... I have a speech prepared about Italian-Americans. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how out of place and weird was that? It's like, they're some of the finest people yeah. I know. It's like, all right, dude. Yeah, it was like, right, tone it down a little yeah. bit there. By the way, I have to catch a helicopter. I got other findings <laughs> yeah. to do over my, there. My, I have my own <laughs> And then he just leaves the committee meeting. And they're all like... And then... Instead of what that the guy's fuck? not shady at all. Yeah. Instead of what the yeah. fuck was that? They go. Well, I think we all agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all agree with our esteemed colleague. Yeah. 
Is, hold on, I have to go get myself some sausage and peppers. Oh man, he's that 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 guy's on fire throughout like, this whole movie. I love him. Just, I'm, I agree. I agree. My constituents are Italians, and I know they are decent people. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, and Spinell kind of keeps those scenes light too. But again, I don't think they're bad. I just it just there is. There is that jarring nature of them that I'm just kind of never, never well, really I, ready for, and it seems like a little much to me. But I, I do like it. I do like that it does feel different because it's a different part of the world, right? So you're, so everything else feels normal with uh, with the dark shots and things mm-hmm. like that because you're in the underworld, and then you go to the Senate. You know, like you're watching it through a '70s television, but like everything, everything or whatever is, decade but, they're in. What, what, the, what, at what, that point, '50s, 50s. But yeah, it's like 1959. Like every, everything is everything is bathed in light. It's just a different aesthetic because. It's just a different part of the right. world that they're living in. It's yeah. their underworld brought into the public light, basically, yeah. with the light and it, everywhere. It's all, and I think it also shows how little the actual public knows about what goes on, that they're trying to play catch-up so that everything happens. They're like, what? Right. And I could see how Michael could come off as a good guy through this, you know? Right. The, the, the scene with Mike and his mom is such a deep track in the, in the whole world of this movie. Yeah, that can get so quickly lost and passed over because it's not a long scene. No. It's a it's a very it's, brief scene. It's overlooked a lot. Just so boy, it's so important in analyzing who Michael is and where he's coming from, in in in, in the perspective of his own family. And when that's when you you leave that scene, you leave that scene with a fade out, and you head into another scene as he's contemplating. Family never disappears, Michael. Their family never goes away. And he goes. Times are changing. Real. There's a lot to think on with the, yeah. with those, yeah, those seeing that line, and and I don't even know if I have everything to, to tell you about it. But it's, there's it, it's a it's a hard one to di- dissect, digest, whatever you want to use. But because you know, first he talks about his family, and the mom just assumes that it's about Kay and then and the miscarriage and all that. But he's like, no, like everyone. Right, mm-hmm. like that's how I took it. Like, yeah, not, oh, It's perspective. Yeah, of it's like it's like yeah. you. It's 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 everyone that I know. Like just going away. What I got from it was he asks his mom for advice, and his mom gives him advice, and he just already has his mind made. He doesn't up. want to take it. Right. He's not interested if yeah. an, an alternative answer. He already has his mind made up, and she gives him an answer, and he goes, "Well, yeah, times you're the are changing. old guard. You're right. the old guard. Times right. are changing. It's like, mm. and it's almost like he almost went. Seems to like be, you're the one being closed-minded. How different would it have been if Vito was still in charge? Because the the advice she gave was what Vito would have done, mm-hmm. and just well, more. he has an issue. He clearly has an issue with women, and he just doesn't. Right. He doesn't have a respect for women. No. Michael's on the trial next. He's on the, on the hot seat next. Again, Duvall in this. Yeah, hysterical. He's going to read his statement, okay? <laughs> gonna, can he read his statement? He, he, didn't, he didn't take the Fifth Amendment as it was right to do so. Yes, yeah, and he the, earns his paycheck in this scene for yeah. sure. Duvall's proud face as Michael's reading the statement that well, he's Duvall reading, he's like reading, obviously he's reading, he's reading along. Well, he's yeah. even in the line is, I did not take my Fifth Amendment, which is my right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this, this, this statement, they're concerned he's going to read like a John Rocker New York subway statement as he, as, he, as he comes out. I prepared this statement. John Rocker made his way onto the Godfather 2 <laughs> episode. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what the Vegas anything, odds anything, were on that, but anything is possible. Whoever yeah, who, bet that, you went, hit. You went John Rocker on your best picture pass. Mark it off. Bingo. You're a yeah. billionaire. Mark it off. You have a bingo. 
That's a bingo. That's a bingo. That's a bingo. <laughs> Just say bingo. <laughs> so after Michael leaves the stand, we're now finding out that he may have perjured, perjured himself. himself. <laughs> At least five times. Five, five, they, five, got, five. they got Frankie Five Angels. Five times. Well, they cut right to Frankie Five Angels. Yeah, then you just uh, see him oh, in that bookie. House. My bookie. Talk about who had it on the bingo card. He goes, yeah, my, you guys sound like my bookies. Like, it was five to one odds that he yeah. was going to plead the fifth. We know why we call him Five Angels, right? Petrangeli. Pentangeli, yeah. Pentangeli. Yeah. Pentangeli. Just wanted to touch on that in case no one. Yep. I love that scene when we find out Frankie's alive, though, just sitting there, just playing pool with the FBI agents. Playing billiards. <laughs> and keeping it light. The guy's always keeping it light. Like, he's living inside an army base with two FBI agents. This and is just... a little bit of an exposition dump. Like, a tiny stylistic exposition. There's a bunch yeah. of them throughout. There's it's a tiny. bunch. That's like, what I'm saying. Some deal I, I think made. this is the biggest one. Yeah. Some deal I made, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I think you kind of need, you know. It's because... You need it. I know. Right. Yeah, I get it. It's and just... I, I think it's handled well. And he's just kind of, like, laughing about it. You know, because then Hagen talking about, oh, you know, when they got him, he was scared. and But then, you know, they got him on murder. They got him on making books. So it kind of... Coppola has a way of, of glazing the exposition dumps with charm. Right. That where you yeah. kind of don't... It doesn't really bother you. You kind of make it work. And and uh, Gazzo, and Gazzo does it. Does it it's not one person yeah. doing it. The fact yeah, that it yeah. went from him doing it into kind of Tom doing it. So it breaks it up a little bit. So it feels like it's a brand new thing. Because now you're learning it from him. But now Michael's learning it from Hagen. Yeah, I mean, listen, the whole wedding in the first one is a oh, giant exposition dump, but it's done It's done in such a grand right. fashion. It might be like, the best exposition dump it, it probably, in the history of movies. Probably. Seriously. I, mean, I don't have a better answer for that. Seriously. Yeah. like It's it's easy for exposition dumps to be cumbersome and, and really out of place, and you can either credit the cinematography or the acting or just, or just them keeping it as succinct as possible. There's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of details. There's just enough to get the point across, and that way you don't feel so bogged down in it. Mike and Fredo are next, and this is the. Um, oh. This is another. Oh. This is the last. This is the last line that Artie texted out. Where I was like, "All right, Artie, let's save it for the podcast." It was I'm gonna talk to Fredo. I'm gonna talk to Fredo. Oh, because it God. came up on closed captioned, and I'm like, oh. that's like that line where the the people in the theater are like, oh damn, he's gonna talk to Fredo. Here we go. Wait, you know, like, wait. oh my goodness. Quick observation before talk about this great scene. When Michael leaves, when Michael enters the room, Fredo's there, and who is leaving the room that just talked to Fredo? Rocco. Rocco. Wow, well done. Great. Oh, so, well done. You, so you wonder like what Rocco was talking to him about. Yeah, right? so yeah, that's a boy, that's yeah. real, real, real deep layers here. We're getting yeah. into it. That's, Fredo I mean, doesn't give up Rocco, though. No, that would mean Fredo I'm took smart. Rocco to the grave. Yeah, they I'm needed smart. to know well what they needed out of. Fredo here is what's good with this this congressional panel. Like what what what, right. what do we not know? Like what how what do they have? It only finds out that it's the one the one, one senator, senator is in, Prendergast or is in um in Ross Pocket. Yeah, yeah, in Ross Pocket. But this this scene with with Fredo and oh. and Michael, um, Fredo just lateral the whole scene, laying on his back in the chair. Michael's sitting up, starting to get hunched over, as as you know, as we we called. Uh, we called on earlier, and you'll see him even more hunched over as he goes. Ah, I mean, where to begin with this? I mean, this is... We'll begin with what Michael wants to talk about. Michael has no interest in Fredo going into this scene. Yeah. He walks in and he goes, what can you tell me about this right now that will help me? That's right. the first he thing he the says. Info. That's, that's he the info. And then he like plays into it, and then he ends with, 
what can you tell me right now that will help me? Yep. He, yeah. he says it twice. Fredo gives, gives, his, gives his run there. And then if you wanted to fight with us earlier about Gazelle not getting a nomination, I mean, how could you watch this scene and not give him it? Oh, you know? It's stupid. But yeah. Michael says to him, haven't I always taken care of you? Take care yeah. of me. You're my little brother. You're my good brother, Mike. You, you take care of me. You ever think about that? <laughs> you ever think send, about that, Mike? Send, Fredo, man. send Fredo to do this, send Fredo to do that. I'm I was, smart. I was passed over. That's I'm like, smart. That's, like people say. That's what dad wanted. That's not what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> I want respect. Oh, it's <laughs> I can so do s- things and I'm smart. It's so sad. It's it's, it's so sad. This sad. whole thing is a tragic character talking to a tragic character. It's It's just so tragic. Just in different ways. The whole thing is just so sad. You mean Artie? The sad father. <laughs> Artie, you, uh, the blah father. Uh, Artie, you the mean. The sob father. The sob father. <laughs> Artie, you made me think of something earl- uh, when, he, when, he t- when he goes to talk to Fredo. He doesn't care about anything but the information. That's it. And that's every interaction with anyone in this movie. Michael is just trying to. Get something out of it. It's playing them. I don't. I don't think there's one conversation that's that's without him just trying to get something. Even yeah, with Kay. Well, we talked about those especially coiled springs. Yeah, especially if we talk about the coiled spring moments, you get him with Hagen, you get him with Petrangeli, you get him with Kay. The senator, I have, I have your offer if you'd like it. My offer is nothing. Fredo, you're nothing to me. Not my, my brother. brother, family. When you see your mother, I want you to let me know. That's that calm, dull Michael voice. It's not the scream and yell. Like, that's that's the inside the family voice. Fredo is on the outside of the family. Already, like you said, right. yeah. I'm just looking for the information I'm looking for. We're not having any kind of emotional conversation right. there. Like, you can talk yeah. to me. That's fine. I'm not interested. But yeah. now back to what I want. Yep. Yeah. And then after that, after he gets something, he goes, okay, well, we're not we're not associated anymore. Yeah, if you're going to see our mother, I want to know in advance. I know a mm-hmm. day, day before. So yeah. I won't be there. Yeah. Oof. And then that, that scene at the mother's Mike, funeral. Mike! He walks away, yeah. yeah. Mikey! Yeah. At the at the mother's funeral. Um, well, he says, I don't want anything to happen to him until my mother dies. Right. Oh, he goes to Neary, yeah. And yeah. then that shot of, of him out the window, then you, and then in the in the room with the, the, the mother in the casket. Neary is a character, Al Neary, is a character I appreciate every time I see this movie more and more. He, he doesn't have... Any speaking lines, if he does have, if he does have, a couple. Very minimal. Ro- in the yeah. room at the end with Hagen Super and, and the other yeah, couple. Responses yeah. to him. But watching him watch the characters yes. is super fun and fascinating. And great shots. Especially too, yeah. Fredo. Mm-hmm. And he watches Fredo and he says, because this is, listen, he's the man who's going to ultimately shoot Fredo. So oh, watching that, him. That's been his job since, since, it, since yeah, Michael had a suspicion. He's a button, he's a button yeah. man. Since his, he's a button man. Suspicion. So yeah. watching him watch. Uh, Hagen interact with him, watching him watch Michael interact with him. It's very, very entertaining and, and interesting. Pentangeli in the trial. Ooh. So now we're going back and forth from trial to one-on-ones with the family. Trial, one-on-ones with the family. Petrangeli again, light, making jokes, sees his bro. Not laughing. Yeah. This, to me, is a brilliant example of not overacting. How many actors do the... <laughs> He doesn't do anything. You look at him, he just literally doesn't do anything. He just looks up. He just realizes the situation. He does that squinty-eyed look. That squinty-eyed, like... 
Well, you, you know, you're head of a, a mafia family. You you have a little emotional regulation. I mean, he doesn't when he drinks too much, like right. Michael says. But, but he's but. watching. He sees Michael first. He kind of he kind of just he gets it. He but stopped. Then the actor delivered that. He sees the, the second. He right. Then he does. I, they, the FBI came to me. They said if I yeah. said this, that, he and the said, other thing that I make a deal. Yeah. So I said yes, yes. They, Michael yeah, did all yeah. of that. Yeah, family first. Said, they said Michael did this. Michael did that. I said <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> This whole scene with him flipping and then them all going into now turmoil. I've got, I've to, find out what I've got the to see going what on the here. hell is going on around here. <laughs> like, you signed a sworn... Queefstad is like, you signed a sworn affidavit. Are you going against that right now? He's like, yeah, I signed a lot of things. <laughs> I signed a lot of things. I signed a lot of things. Whatever. They made me a good deal. I just wanted a good deal. Yeah. Again, this is a little moment in the trial scene where I, I just don't... I don't really love it because I don't know, is this how is this really going to go? Um, can, can you tell us who that man right. is sitting over here? That, that there, there's, like. a, there's a little explaining to the audience. I, I think, but then the I attorney think, gets up and explains it, right. so that would be real. Yeah, because Robert Duvall is just... Think, like, well, Robert Duvall would, sells it. Right. right. I think I think that I could see that happen. No, it totally would. Where, like, obviously his demeanor changed as soon as he saw the guy. You would, we would want to find out who that guy is. He's now going against I'm, sworn affidavits, and he's, like, I, I, he's the case is built around him. That that part was very believable to me. Okay, totally agree. It, it, it had a little bit of moments of movieish, movieish style to me, but I, I I think I think you I think you defended it well. Yeah, it felt a little odd to me. I didn't. It it seemed a little bit like the audio, like it's time to explain to the audience right. what's going on next here. I mean, but, I really yeah, want... but but again, I do grant I do see what you're saying is that isn't unrealistic that that's how it could go down in a trial. So. Again, it's it's Coppola using exposition pretty pretty smoothly. Yeah, that was really the only because I really wanted to know who that guy was, and maybe just everything so chaotic. They're like, well, and who the hell is this guy? <laughs> so, but yeah, I thought it was a little yeah, and and you know we do get a little bit more of it with with Kay in in the next scene yeah too, and Michael and Kay are next. Michael. Can we talk about how dark the third act is? This is a fucking oh, dark oh. fucking movie. Bro, this is a really yeah, dark movie. This is the yeah. darkest <laughs> movie ever. Like Dude, it's this, one of the best movies ever. It's probably the darkest dark. movie ever. And this third and you Artie, you said it. The third act is oh. fucking dark. I'm sorry, dude. but yeah. like everything that Michael happens. Is, these children are under such stress. Like they are just set up for failure and like the first one when you have like the baptism and all the shootings and like the first first few times you see it or whatever it is well, it's, it's interjected like, with yeah you know, all these people that get assassinated you just got your popcorn you're like i have no idea what the fuck's going on but this is awesome you know right. fuck them all it, get a massage a fucking yeah. elevator and now can, case having 1959 <laughs> backstreet abortions to not bring the devil's uh, kid in well <laughs> well okay right so we're here so i got jesus I don't want your son. Um, well, she, I mean, she said it more like, I don't want your son. The fact that the kids are in the hallway and can hear it, though. Just, just playing because things are so bad all right, for them. All right, so we haven't talked a lot about Diane Keaton yet this episode to this point. Joey, I can already have that Ellison tone in your voice. So I'll give you my take here. Unless Grant, did, Grant, did you want to hop on that? No, uh, let's, okay. let's, let's hear hop on Diane Keaton. I think, her, I think her shortcomings in the first one are completely resolved in the second one. I think she's incredible in the scene i think that this scene the two of them put some of the best acting you'll ever see in a movie they're just absolutely unbelievably brilliant it's two world-class actors doing something that anyone who's acting today will hope to ever achieve again and yes there are shortcomings in the first one i can't i I wasn't going to sit there and argue with you guys last episode boy this scene my god i think the character is much better i think the first half of the scene, I think she's not good. I think the second half of the scene, she's fantastic. I think, but otherwise, I think... Throughout the movie, movie you, didn't, you didn't care for it, Joe. 
No, the character got much better. I, I just think she just couldn't hold. You didn't it. like the act. So you like the character, you didn't like the acting. Yeah, I don't think the acting just hold up to okay. what the character. Needed. Or, or do you even you look like you're sitting on a bottle rocket here. What's going on? I agree with you. Yeah, I think she did a yeah. terrible job in the first one, <laughs> and I think yeah. she does a phenomenal job in this one. I'm, I'm, uh, this I'm might with you be too. The, yeah. this might be the only performance I'd like Diane Fivehead in. <laughs> oh my god! Well, she's not. Listen, she's not a bad actress. I mean, no. like, uh, or you don't you don't care for her work, but I mean, it's like not like she's just like a one and off, and like we didn't see I, her I, hear from her again. Like no. she's and you're comparing yeah, her plenty against of stuff. freaking Pacino, yeah. which is yeah. There was there was a scene where right after the assassination attempt, and she's holding her daughter, and Michael is standing there in the living room, and he keeps on looking over at her, and she's not looking at him. And then this is after the whole like. You said we'd be out in five. You said we'd be legitimate in five years. It's been seven. The fucking daggers. She stares at him. Yeah. Like now, this shit's real. Like our kids almost got killed because of because of your failure to legitimize everything. See, I, yeah. that scene, I was like, I wish she was doing better here. Really? Did, I thought yeah. I thought it was. I thought, I thought yeah. she did well. I thought yeah, she did well. I think she, I think she did good. I just think compared to everything else around her, she just wasn't holding up to what others were doing. That's a reasonable See, statement. I mean, so, compared to. Right, and un- actors on listen, screen. that performance in another movie, I'd be like, holy shit, she's unbelievable. But p- compared to what it is, I just don't think it was holding up. So the Michael and Fredo scene happens. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yes, this is the best acting that we're going to see in this movie. And then the Mike and Kay scene happens, and I go, oh, shit, I forgot about this one. <laughs> when... When Michael, because Michael is trying to get her back, you know, hey, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to make, we're going to have another kid again. It's going to be fine with this. And she goes, oh, Michael, you're so blind. Yep. And this is a character who, who we've only been shown that has unlimited foresight, that is, yeah. that mm-hmm. always knows what's around next corner. And here he has Kay going, Michael, you're so blind. It wasn't a miscarriage. It was an abortion. The way his that eyes. his face changes yeah. and continues to change as she talks. And you yeah. can see him not listening to a fucking word she's saying. <laughs> He's just getting angrier oh. and angrier yeah. and angrier until he unleashes that left hand. And wow. The, f- the facial acting alone in that scene is Dude. a master class. You can teach a master class just on that acting. There's a you reason can... he's Al Pacino. Right. This is what it comes down to. What it's... he does and just watch it. How he holds that much behind the eyes is unbelievable. It's 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 probably realistically the best acting you'll ever see on screen. I mean, I, I I'd I'd love to have that debate moving forward and and have other people put it, but I don't think that I can come up with another scene that, that an individual is better at acting without saying anything. Just the emotion of that scene is so unbridled and insane that as a viewer you're just clenching the pillow that you're sitting on. I don't know what else there is to say yeah, about I mean, it. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I I'm looking for something to add, but you. Perfectly said it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else. It was just a brilliant display of acting. Yeah, and Artie, you mentioned it there with the kids listening in. Mm-hmm. The kids are... And they only show you once. They only show you that they can hear it once, and then you're left as a viewer to, to just know that they're hearing everything. Yeah, and that is... That's... That's dark and sad. And, Incredibly and just, sad. Just... Terrific. Just, and she and she even says that... Uh, is it... She says there's something wrong with Anthony, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah and, like, mm-hmm. the audience, like, we have no idea what's wrong with him. Yeah. The kid... Over! <laughs> yeah, and Michael's not 
cued into it either. I and my, says I don't want, I, he doesn't want to talk about it. I have, all right, so I have a note written. All right, let's do it. Michael's one of the worst parents, if not the worst parent in cinematic history. And son of probably the best parent. Yeah. Well, 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 well <laughs> say, not, there's a lot of crime let's, going let's, on there. Let's so, not, no, I'm or, quick to it, say, it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Davido. <laughs> <laughs> um, Peter, I don't think he'll be a good parent. In, yeah. in, co- in context his, to his world, he's one of the best like, parents. Ch- like, like ch- when you yell at a child, they feel intense stress, and it could, it can, you know, be bad. These kids are literally sitting on a chair, like afraid to move and make eye contact with right. their dad. And when their mom comes in, the the son is like, I can't go near her. Right. Like, this is your mom. This is a mortifying emotional experience for these children. And when the, the when he shuts the door on Kay, who's begging oh, oh, the vicious. son Brutal. to give her a kiss, and she's he's afraid to because of of Michael, and he just cold face shuts it. Ugh. What are, like what emotions are we talking about here? And, this is as dark as it gets. And talk about brilliant filmmaking, having her almost react and then as the door's closing about to react and then you just as a as a viewer are left to imagine how right. she's actually you hear reacting. a soft whimper it's like yeah. ah. but you yeah. Can, yeah. but you can picture her face yeah yeah jesus it's, it's just fucking it's so sad it makes the entity of godfather 3 that much sadder that they couldn't build off of that you know, yeah. we won't speak. Of, I don't. We won't speak <laughs> about it. Godfather Three. You're not my brother. You're not my family. <laughs> you're nothing. Uh, if, if you're coming to town, I want you to know advance notice. <laughs> if my mom's gonna rent you, I want to be advance notice. So I won't be there. If you're coming on TBS, cancel it. <laughs> I'll be ahead of time. Let me know. I'll call Optimum. <laughs> I will change over to TNT if you're on TBS. Oh boy. Um, Boy, we're we're not even done here with the I'm with the therapy film. after this episode. <laughs> Mama Corleone's <laughs> Mama Corleone's Ooh. funeral awake wake I guess it is, and this is where Talia Shire makes her bones here. Yeah, she's really um, the character here. comes full circle, and Fredo goes to to Hagen. You know, can, can, can I see Mike? Can I see him? At, not gonna happen, Fredo. He gets he gets the he goes the can't do it, Sally. Can't do it, Sally. No can't do it, Sally. Treatment. No chance. Fredo. No chance, Fredo. <laughs> Boathouse. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, Connie asks, he goes, hey, Boathouse. can I see him? Yeah, sure, he's at yeah, the Boathouse. Sure. Boat he would love to see you. <laughs> yeah. And then Connie goes in and earns her Academy Award nomination She's here. fantastic in that scene. Think about that scene, though. She walks into this room. This is what Michael is... This is how he's mourning. Coping. Sitting yeah. in a chair silently with his two kids stuck on another chair. Sitting waiting there for Fredo silently, Waiting, waiting for, Fredo, for to Fredo to leave so they can go in. Like... These Har- poor kids. Horrible like, existence. What the fuck? Yeah. Horrible existence. Horrible. He's a ter- he's a terrible person. She was Kay was right to get that abortion. <laughs> um, there's a lot of context, or there's a lot. Sorry, there's a lot of subtext here to Connie's speech. She's not. She doesn't talk about Carlo. And as a viewer, we're left to remember where Michael and Connie left off right. in the first one, where she yeah. was doing a little more overacting in that one. Michael, a little bit. Um, all right. No, I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I, I'm on record as saying I liked it, okay. but it's just the, the compare the two though. Right. You know her her growth as a, as a character much more reserved. Right. Just us knowing how the storyline went out with Carlo and how he injected himself in her life there. Now we don't know yet. As a first time viewer, we don't know yet how he's going to ultimately do it again. She views this whole thing as a bit of a revelation. Is like, okay, I'm bringing my brothers back together, and he's kind of looking back and saying, well. I'm going to do this thing later. I might as well 
smooth things up here before we if do it, this. If it will make you happy for a couple weeks. Yeah. To to cap off Connie's character, like there is that she goes back into procedural mode, procedural family mode with, oh, no, no, you know, Anthony, come on, you got to go in the car, right. you can't go fishing. Right. She yeah. goes back into family right. mode. Well, she she's, says she's like, I want to take care of you. She takes over Vito's wife, the mom, Mama who Coleo. just dies yep. role immediately. Right. Yeah. She fills that role. You know, she's trying to live up to Mama Corleone's, like, silent strength, make, you know, following out Vito's vision. And I do like her in Godfather 3, by the way. Oh. Joey, you haven't seen? No, I haven't seen. Already have, you have or you haven't seen? You, I've seen oh, parts, right? You saw parts of it so right a while ago. Yeah. No, I, I do like it. her in 3. I, I, like her in the I don't remember her much in All 3. Right, I like her in Rocky 3. So Artie's going to claim he's seen it like three times. I'm like, I fast forward to the action <laughs> scenes. He, he's like, I fast forward the scenes where they're talking. Yeah, Artie's like, I fast forward the mafia scenes. I've only well, I only watched the Mr. T scene, so that's Rocky Three. Um, but she is she's great in Rocky Three too. It's, I'm afraid. Uh, Mike uh, Mike embraces embraces Fredo in a really it just looks um, right at Neary. A heartbreaking, uh, yeah, heartbreaking scene, and yeah, it's, that's giving him the signal. Even Neary gets a little emotional for a split second as he gives the nod. Yeah, he gives a subtle nod, but you could see in his face he's like, "This is fucking brutal, man." Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Friend. Those Neary reactions are Bro, gold he's, throughout this movie. He's a person. Movie. He's not just a, a, a henchman. He's a person. It's it's brutal, man. Yeah. Despite his shooting, his his Nathan Lane school of marksmanship shooting. Hey, listen, uh, he, he is a human. He, he filled the out. target. He had, definitely filled out. He had a lot of, lot of Clemenza's meatballs. It's a lot of linguini. a lot of linguini. Okay, so the uh, the the final montage. We have. We're not ending a Godfather movie without a, a little uh, a cross cut murder, murder, murder montage. Yes. <laughs> but uh, before we do that, we have to talk about Hagen and oh, Petrangeli in the, the prison yard. The whole scene. scene done through a chain link fence. We also didn't talk about the scene where where Hagen talks to Michael and Neary about hitting Roth. Oh, yeah, go on that. Yeah, go on that one. That's the um, that's where you, you can see that Hagen's starting to see that Michael's losing his losing his marbles. Yeah, it's it that's a love it's a it's a wonderful scene and um, actually my quote of the scene is in that movie. Right. I feel I don't have to wipe anybody everybody out, Tom. Just my just my enemies. That's all. We talked about that line in the past. Yeah. Incredible line. Incredible. Uh, I have I have a line from this one too that that I used. Tom, you surprised me. If anything in this life is certain, if history has taught us anything, it's that you can kill anyone. This is my runner up. What a, what a, yeah. what a line also, from a yeah. sociopath. He also like, says about the president, and then three years later in the real world, JFK gets killed. They and love their the history. Godfather loves its history. Amazing. That's my that was my runner up for line of the movie. Yeah, that's a great line. Yeah, just just great awesome line. stuff. Seemingly out of nowhere, Michael is very combative yeah. with with Tom. I think he's fully evil now, and he questions everyone. He doesn't trust anyone. His wife can betray him. Like he doesn't. I don't. And, and he starts wearing yeah. red. And you know? from the root of their relationship, there's always been that separation. You're out, Tom. You're out, Tom. And he didn't tell him about that thing. And then there was that scene earlier on that we just that we covered. In Tom was almost shocked at how vulnerable Mike was being. And this was kind of a reversion to back to what it was that we saw in the first one with, yeah. you know, he doesn't, he doesn't truly, yes, he's not really his brother. The reason why Mike feels so comfortable with the fact that Tom, that he can say to Tom, you're my brother, is because they're not, it's not his brother. Right. And, and it's, that, it's that disconnection with his family that he's just so comfortable with that he can say, easily go to Tom, Tom, you're my brother, and then, Tom, that deal you made out in Vegas, what was going on with that? He's like, Mike, do I got to tell you every deal that I turned down? We're, you know, and, and his voice is shaking. And then Robert Duvall, my God, is it? Mike, why do you hurt me? 
Yeah, why yeah, do you hurt me? Like, oh, why do you hurt me? And they yes. just gla- and then Michael just glazes over it. He's like, so you're staying? He's like, in the Italian. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm staying. And they just move on. There was there was a little moment in the very beginning where he's talking to Senator Geary, and Geary had inside information about the Corleone's next move in Vegas and Michael looks at Tom and Tom kind of looks like a flustered a little bit so yeah. so I wonder if that started hmm. the crack in the veneer where Michael doesn't hmm. trust Michael thinks that Tom spilled the beans or something like that interesting this is a movie of characters yeah. observing the whole the whole oh my, movie yeah. is it's just observation from its characters. It's oh, a yeah. very interesting dynamic for it's, a movie, and it's why it's such an exhausting yeah, movie to watch. 100%. Like it, it, you're observing people observing for an entire movie. It's just like a, a giant standoff, you know. Right. Like, yeah. You have to you have to read minds. You have to be empathetic. It's hyper stimulating. Yeah. This this movie like will not let you catch up. Like it it no. it, it's, it, yeah. it, it there's, here's like okay here's the pace we're going at. You better keep up because if you don't, then you're gonna have to watch it again. That's, <laughs> like, that's and and it's three hours and 20 minutes and and guys we talked about this a little bit off mic during during a break here but there's something about this movie that physically tires and exhausts me like i i watch half of it and i i'm drowsy and need to go to sleep and i don't know if it's the you guys mentioned maybe the lighting or the score but i think it's just it's 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 just it's 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 emotionally exhausting it's hyper stimulating you're being visually pummeled with information while auditorial like while you're listening you're being pummeled with information it's just so much information it becomes tiring yeah like watching a child and and it's it's, it's (laughs) all stimulating noise and and visuals and and you're also just getting dealt with just like bummer after bummer yeah emotional responses right petrangeli and and hagen at at the prison scene uh we we alluded to a little before and (laughs) talk about and just like master camera work. I mean, just behind yeah. the chain link fence, the, the it's awkward. You're uncomfortable. You're trying to follow w- w- what they're doing. You get the little history thing, and and you can see the the light bulbs going off in in Five Angels' head. And Hagen's telling him without telling him. It's you know. Open up your veins. So, we're gonna take care of your family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it, Sally. We move on to the montage then. There you have the uh, the crosscut montage, the fishing scene with young Anthony at the Hail Mary. Monologue again. If we wanted to put well, that, more brilliant acting out of Kazali, you, you talk. You talk about a guy that so little has gone right in his life that one of his crowning moments happened to him when he was nine years old He's on the a only fishing one, trip. The only one like that is something that he hangs Step his hat on, right? Because he has. He doesn't have very much else to be proud of, right? It's it's. Pop right. couldn't catch one. Yeah. Sonny couldn't catch one. Michael, I was the only one who caught a fish. Let me show you the trick, and how. I mean, how sadistic and self-absorbed does Michael have to be to not realize that this man has an influence on his son? Right. And that can have... The positive male influence, can, They yeah. can have a positive influence on his son and that his son loves his uncle. Right. His uncle loves his nephew. And that just the, the, you can't cross me. Yeah. Not everyone needs to die. Only my enemies. And it just, it's just so horrible. It's yeah. so horrible. I mean, uh, like... Terrific. Hot, I mean, hot, hot take alert. Michael is not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he has a bad attitude. And I think he has something he needs to work on. You gotta hate how, like, Fredo thinks he's going on a fishing trip with Al Neary. Like, ah, oh, we're gonna catch well, like, a bunch of fish tonight for dinner, right? I was like, I, yeah. I was uh, saying Hail Mary on repeat. I was listening to what... Uh, Conan O'Brien was on his podcast was talking about this too, and he's like, "How do you go on a on a boat 
next to like one of the most prolific hitmen and not knowing <laughs> you're going to get killed. He knows. <laughs> yeah, he, knows. Think he knows. Too. The yeah. second he goes, hey, Anthony, come with me. You're going to Reno. Uh, Fre- Fredo goes, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Anthony, see you later. Like His yeah, first Fredo line knows. is, oh, shit. Hmm. He I, knows. Oh, he, once he says, oh, shit, he I'm knows. I'm not certain. I'm not certain. I'm not buying it. I am certain. Rewatch it. I'm not certain, but I, I think oh he knows. I think he knows. I know he says, oh, shit. It's because he knows. I think he's mm. like, I think he Plans knows. change. You're going to Reno today. Your dad wants you to come with him. Okay. Oh, so why shit. is Neary still turned, coming? It's, Al, it's him and well, Al on a boat now. Yeah, I think he knows. I don't think he may, maybe knows at that moment, but I think as it goes, you know, the back to him saying the prayer, I yeah. think it's more than just trying to get a big fish. I think if it was just trying to get the fish, because mm. the whole story was about saying the Hail Mary kind of under your breath, because I think Sonny would have drowned him. When it's nine years old, I'm not. I'm not certain. I'm not certain. I encourage you to rewatch that with that in mind. Great, I gotta watch this one again here. We got to schedule time for carve out three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah a large, a large bummer afterward too. It's oh. not just three and a half hours. It's the three hours you got to nap after you're done, you're done being emotionally and physically exhausted. I do want to say though, and it's such a a quick shot, but it may be the shot of the movie. Is that boat being lowered into the water? Oh, I knew oh, you were going to bring wow. that up. Oh, it's so, so good. good. God, is it good? Yeah. So God, is it good? Yeah, Under so good. the deck. Yep. It's so good. It's like we just we just endured this three-hour and 20-minute movie. It's like in the last three minutes of the movie, and wow, okay, Gordon Mills is just going to throw the shot of the movie yeah. in. <laughs> it's, it, you're, you might be right with that. We have the scene of the oh, flashback right. scene. Is To me, it's Let's the go. most important scene of the movie because it shows even early on that Michael was always in it for himself, and he was always he was always selfish. He had plans for his own future. Yeah. He said. Yeah. And that and that some brilliant acting, some nice just underhanded acting by Pacino there where, where Hagen's like, you know, we talked about your future and then just like the look on Pacino's face, like you talked about my future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My future. <laughs> you and Pop talked about my future. Right. Well, and it, it's it's um it just it just inform like everything you wondered about Mike Mikey Psyche before this, yes. before the while this movie was going on, this is like this is how this is why everything is the way it is with Mike. And it's interesting because everyone gets up to go say happy birthday and he to Don Vito, and he just sits there. He's by himself. Right. He's, he's always, rebellious. He's yeah. always, but like when he, even when like with the wedding, he comes in. He's wearing the he's wearing he the, the, the uniform. Right. He wants to. He's a, he's he's separate. He's never a part of the family. Right. Ever. Artie, I loved your analysis of, of Abe Vigoda being included in that scene. Bearing him, witness him, to him. Yeah, and, and showing the origins of that character. And then, it, like, it, it could have been very easy to not include him in that scene. No, it's, it's deliberate. It's super deliberate. interesting it's that deliberate. he's included in there. I, why, why I missed would, that. Why would he be a traitor? Well, maybe he noticed this early on. That's like, right. He never got very up good. and said. That's very good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I love Sonny just, oh, go talk to Carlo. Go talk to Carlo. Go talk. Okay. That's all you got to like, do. <laughs> the part of that where, where Sonny gets into Michael's face and Sonny's kids are like, Mommy, Daddy's fighting again. He starts just laughing. <laughs> well, it's like, funny. I, with closed caption, I did this with closed yeah. caption. And it's like the, the wife's like, who is he fighting with? But you don't hear her say that. The kids are just like, <laughs> Mikey. Oh, it's funny. So yeah. then Sonny's like, God damn it. Like she knows yeah. that I'm fighting with. Yeah, yeah. I, I also, I also like that. Like, I can't believe these. I can't believe they bombed Pearl Harbor on Dad's birthday. If I was like, they didn't know it was Dad's birthday. Oh, <laughs> that is a great line. Brilliant. That is a great line. And and this scene was originally supposed to include Marlon yeah. Brando, 
and I'm so happy it doesn't. Yeah, happy accident. Totally happy accident. It is a happy accident. This is not a movie of happy accidents like the first one where there was a ton of happy. Right. But that is a great one because him not being included in it and him and and it ending with. Up pops here. Let's go greet Pop on his birthday. The absence of him speaks so much louder than than including Brandon, which would have probably been a bit of a distraction at this point yeah, in the movie. Absolutely. It was well, the movie is a, a, just a greater piece of art without him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it it also makes Vito larger than life. Yes, and it makes it makes makes him not only him but his status as a father, as a crime boss, that all the more unattainable for Michael. Right. He left such an imprint on the first movie, such a carbon footprint that we don't need him here, especially after seeing what De Niro did. Uh, and just that final shot of, of Michael, I know you guys alluded to a little bit earlier. Um, I did want to ask you a question about that. He's wearing his wedding ring in that photo. What do you think about him wearing the, the wedding ring there in that last shot? The movie ends with him with his, with his, I guess his fist still, to I, his, his chin. I guess he's Image. still technically married. Yeah, it's, it's appearances, right? He'll never not be married. He'll lock her away and just yeah. say he's married. Right, her. I think it's images. Yeah, I guess yeah. It, I guess it's just they're clear, being clear to the audience that like they're not like, it's not a divorce. You don't divorce right. the family. Exactly. Like, it's not. You're just hot. You're just living. Yeah, she's a, not out. She, the door is closing on her, but she's she'll never right. be out. So if there's ever another Senate trial, he could say, no, I'm a married man with two mm. kids. And Okay, gentlemen, I think it's awards time. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do it. Let's do it. Godfather Part Two. Part Deuce. MVP. Grant, I'd like you to take the uh, the honors here. Sure. Mine is John Cazale. Wow. John Cazale as Fredo. His performance really needed to work just to sell everything. He he was the, he was the the broken heart of this movie. Yeah, I mean it's listen. It's hard to argue with that. I love John Cazale and Fredo in this movie. Party. Mine is Francis Ford Coppola. Okay. Okay. This is a very difficult task following up. Probably the best movie ever made. And he matches himself. I just think that's incredibly impressive. Yeah. I, I, it's very hard to argue with. Um, it, as we said, I mean, as we said in the start of this, like, it's, it's so easy to look back and go, yeah, of course The Godfather 2 won Best Picture. Like, right. The Godfather 2, like, Roger Ebert buried this movie, by the way. Did he really? Yeah. And then, like, went back years later and, right. like, did like, a new review and gave it a four-star review. Like, before like, Godfather 3 came out, he gave it, like, he redid the whole review. There were re- people Jeez. ready to jump on this. Yeah. And you can see how someone could just, like, hate-watch it and just maybe just be like, oh, forget this, it's a yeah. stupid sequel. Like, it's right. like, no, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta have your big boy pants on to watch this one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Joey, MVP. Al Pacino, Michael. Okay. Um, fantastic. So deep, so strong. Acting is just through the roof. Yeah, I yeah. think this is one of the best acting performances of all time. Yeah. Uh, I think it, this is the reason why we talk about Al Pacino. Um, he had an amazing run in the 70s. Also my MVP. He takes what was introduced in the first one and he crafts an all-time villainous protagonist. Who is yeah. secretly an antagonist. Something that we've come to know as the anti-hero. I mean, a movie that basically births the sequel. You know, to really what to the two, the putting the number right. in it and all That's that. Crazy, but, but it also births yeah. the antihero in many respects too. Here with with, I, uh, with him, so uh, it's Al Pacino for me. I still think that it should have been Godfather, comma T O O. I agree with you with yeah. an exclamation point. Yeah. Godfather two. Godfather two. <laughs> LVP. Joey will get you out of the way because I think I know where you're gonna go. Should we write? Maybe we sold them. We'll see. Should we write it down? I don't know. 
well, I'm not going to do K. Wow, though, okay. Even right. though I don't think do Diane Keaton was very good, I think that character played too important of a role. I have it written down, but I just couldn't do it because... Okay, so we sold you a little bit. It's okay to be honest. Yeah, no, you definitely we did. We sold him on You it. definitely okay. did because... <laughs> Again, I think... I don't think we've ever sold you on an, L, on an off your LVP before. He just, digs in his heels. K, the character, is not my LVP. <laughs> K is a good character. I just think Diane Keaton couldn't hold up to what was going on except for half of a scene. Okay. But we talked you off your LVP. Yeah. Yes, okay. Because... I, and I also... She was my LVP last scene. It just feels like I'm just dumping for right, so unnecessary sake. So, so, so what, what do you, do you got? got here? So Merle. Merle! <laughs> I feel like Merle. I don't know this Merle. But this is also how my lives. LVP. I don't know how he lives. <laughs> I don't know how he lives. This is also my LVP. Well, you went off to Merle, Merle Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Just, he is just useless. He has the best line in the movie, <laughs> though. Is, uh, can I get a drink can or I get something? A... <laughs> to Michael Corleone. Whoa. <laughs> 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 just a useless human being. Yeah. Uh, just, he's valueless. Just holding Kay's hand. Just just being valueless. Just That's emasculated get... but not reacting. Yep. Just exactly. the worst. After we get married, we're going to travel the world. We need money, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to you pay for us to do this? No. Sure. Yeah, I have a Senate yeah. chairman. Yeah. He's the LVP to me. I, we got to figure out what's going on here. You break my heart, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> you break my heart. I love the chairman. So the chairman, Senate leader. No, he's, he's, he's got to go. Grant, LVP. My LVP is uh, shirtless Hyman Roth. <laughs> <laughs> Hyman Roth's nipples. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need to see that. Character you, could, you could blame Elia Kazan, I guess. Yeah, it's character <laughs> building. I sure. Agree. Participation award in Good God, are there many options? Mine is uh, Signor Roberto. He's the uh, the landlord. <laughs> the early New York scenes. Yeah, Italian comedian. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, wow. He, he was uh, just a little, just a this small role, but he was very brought, brought a lot of levity to a movie that desperately needs it. Yeah, he gets my he gets my vote. That's a great choice. Thanks. Joey R. For mine, I went with Most Improved, who was Connie. She was fantastic yeah, in this I like movie. It. That's good. Definitely yeah. Most Improved Award. Yeah. We'll give her the Most Improved yeah, Award. Yeah, so I, I, I think I wanted to give her some recognition here. Kay was hoping for that, Most Improved, but she, yeah, no, Kay, she had a lot of work to do. Kay could walk out the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> he still wants to LVP, I can tell. Okay, so I'm going with uh, Michael V. Gazzo. Portraying Frankie Pentangeli, Frankie Five Angels, uh, just he had such a gap to fill with with doing that. We're gonna we're gonna fill in for Clemenza type of deal, and he's the free agent signing that hopped into Godfather Two and made a, a, a tremendous impact. How how that actor handled the seeing his brother at the trial alone, I thought was just, just brilliant acting. Yeah, and yeah he's he uh, totally earned that that supporting actor nod. wasn't gonna beat wasn't gonna beat De Niro for the. Uh, the award but uh i have two of course in true rdb fashion but to be fair the godfather has had three supporting actor nominees in each of its movies so right. i think we can we can let rdb yeah. run wild here right. yes so number one is don fanucci, okay. don fanucci. great character great really character. carried himself well yeah hell of a suit yeah hell of a suit just great hat tilt yeah that white that white suit's yeah. just killer the other one's the senator. I love it. Geary, yeah. I have Senator Geary. He's great. Yeah. He's good, man. Yeah. He's, he's on fire. He's this whole really movie. good. He just Whenever he's out. in a scene, he goes all in. Yeah. He he went to the he went to the Jack Waltz School of Acting. Yeah. For oh. this one, he goes. Yep. <laughs> I'm 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 sorry. I, I, I want to backtrack here. Did the Corleone family kill that prostitute? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, they're just, very just yeah. making sure we're on. I mean, the, same the guy page. was sitting there cleaning the knife. Just yeah. making sure we're on the same page. There. Oh wait, wait, I didn't pick up on this. What happened? 
when, the senator nearing the dead prostitute. When, when yeah, the senator they, woke up with the dead prostitute, you think the Corleones killed her? Yeah. They did. Oh yeah, literally. they drugged him and killed her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what happened? They were quite clear on that. The yeah. guy's literally sitting there cleaning the knife, and Hagen's like waving him off. Oh. Not my not my favorite scene in the movie. To be completely honest, wow, with you. I didn't pick up on that. It's. It's it kind of, to me, I mean... It's just a scene. It was supposed... The original scene was written that Hagen paid off his gambling debts, and that's how he, yeah. they got him in. Um, and then they just figured, kill a hooker. It, it just... It, the way that scene's cut is a little, like... It's a little jammed in there in a bunch of... In the middle of a bunch of like stuff. It feels like don't. After. Yeah, I don't... Mm. I don't love that part myself. But no, just, I'm just making... I, just, I, just want to I didn't know yes, that. Yes, yeah. Sure we're on the same yeah, page yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. I was not on that We did page. kind of brush over that scene <laughs> yeah. earlier. Time Machine recast. Take anyone, well, any point of their career, sub them into this movie. Who would like to go first? Grant. Go first. Since we were just talking about him, it doesn't mean anything about the character or, the, or the, the actor or the performance they did, but mine was for Senator Geary. Don't need to apologize for Time Machine recast. Well, you know, Unless it's your MVP. Then you need right. to explain Well, uh, that, that's yet. inexcusable. Okay. Well, it's been um, done many times. I know, right? but it's still inexcusable. Um... <laughs> Artie's just frantically changing it. <laughs> <I'm> like, uh, <laughs> for Senator Geary. I will uh, not have Hugh Jackman as Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman is Al Pacino. I have a 55-year-old Al Pacino instead of his younger self. Senator Geary would be played by Billy Bob Thornton. Love it. Awesome. It's great. Oh, that's I'm just picturing Armageddon, Billy Bob. <laughs> I, I think any, like, I just, I, th- I think yeah, any, like. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, I think he, I, I think he can do anything. I have nothing but love for Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. I'm going to find a way to somehow make a Sling Blade BPC honorary episode. I don't know how we're going to do that, but we'll I'll find win? some sort of Didn't loophole. No. no, it's got it's going to need some sort of bizarre loophole. But uh, I, I, yeah, that's great. I yeah. love that. Joey, Thomas Schumacher. Yeah, so like Grant, it's a character I like. I think he did a good job. But I went uh, Don Finucci. I recast uh, Paul, Paul Sorvino in that role. Okay. Good fellas. He's been in a lot of you know mob-related movies. I think he's just more intimidating than the guy who played Don Finucci. Yeah, so, yeah love big it. Big fan of him. So I, I think he would just bring a little bit more. I do love Don Finucci's distinct look. Yeah. In it, yeah, no, no, the, yeah. The, the, the teeth always stand. He, he looks. He looks fucking grimy. Yes. Mm. Artie, we ready? Uh, <laughs> all right. I recast my LVP in Joey Joey R fashion. Merle Johnson. I recast with Jeff Daniels. <laughs> Jeff Daniels is Merle. Can I get a I drink or something? <laughs> I think that'd be great. I like Jeff I Daniels as Merle. There, cuts out there. putting X locks in his drink. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you? Just, why don't you take a bite of your burger and we'll tell you? <laughs> when, when Vito's mom says something in, in Italian and he's like, "What? What was that she said right there? Like, what's she say about me?" <laughs> Jeff Daniels. That's great. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. that. That's fun. I have recast my LVP as well. Um, so Senator Chairman is coming out. And as I told you guys uh, off mic before we started here, as I watched My Cousin Vinny for the first nice. time. And uh, believe it or not, somehow I've managed to avoid My Cousin Vinny. And I absolutely loved it. And I'm putting Fred Gwynn <laughs> in for Senator Chairman. Give him a little, you know, southern accent and uh, and let him get after it. So is that Fred Herman Gwynn, the, Monster? Uh, yeah, yeah, the judge, yeah, the judge from um, yeah. the judge from My Cousin amazing. Vinny, also from Pet Cemetery. He's That's uh, Chairman Senate Leader. He will really improve that role, so... The great, the late great Fred Quinn. Scene of the movie, guys. I got when landlord Roberto comes to return the money to Vito Corleone. That's a great scene. And he negotiates just by looking at his partner and smiling. And he's like, I'll lower the rent even more. That's incredible. I mean, it's incredible scene. You know what's hard with the awards with this one, too, is that you have, like, really, The Godfather Part 3 is in this movie. 
Like, this is like, oh, really? you have like, well, if you think of, no, no, I'm just saying, if you oh. think about it, there's three movies here. Like, yeah. this movie is two movies. The De Niro stuff is its own movie, and then and then the Pacino stuff is your movie, and then the, the Godfather Part 3 is really Godfather Part 4. Like, we've already covered two movies within this movie. Like, we're going through the awards, and we haven't even really talked too much about the, the De Niro stuff. Like, I, I feel like it's like a crime that we haven't even mentioned De Niro in the awards. I mean, mine is the Don Fanucci murder in that entire scene. So both, scene. You're going, both of your scenes are De Niro mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. So the Fanucci, and I, that very well might be might be the answer there, Joe. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's it's a great scene. Mine, mine is mine is the surprise party at the end. That's my that's my favorite scene of the movie. I think it tells you everything you need to know. It does pack a shit ton of punch too. Oh my god! Wow, and it's, and it's just great seeing Sonny back. I was not expecting that. It's a it's a great great scene, and it's brilliantly acted. And I mean, to me, the iconic scenes of the movie are probably like. Joey, like you said, the Fanucci with the light, the flicking the light, and then him getting shot. Uh, the the kiss mm-hmm. scene, the, the kiss yeah. of death. Yep. The boat, and Michael in the boathouse staring off into the water. I mean, that's a shot more than a scene. But my scene is going to, and I, I danced between two, and it was either going to be Michael and Kay or Michael and Fredo, and I went with Michael and Fredo. Yeah, um, I mean, it's... Oh, just such a heartbreaking scene. Yeah. Him, him laying laying back in the chair, and if you just, you couple that with the the banana the banana daiquiri scene earlier in the in the movie, it's just tough. oh, it's just ruthless. It's just ruthless. And the, Michael and Casey scene is like almost a bit like too it's, much. It's like, tough to an edge. It's yeah, a hard it's, scene. It's really hard. I mean, it's 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 perfect. <clears throat> it's it's perfectly put together. But I don't know that I want to go as far as to say that that's my favorite moment. <laughs> you don't want to really hard to watch. Yeah, it's tough to, it's tough to but yeah, Michael Fredo, that's that's that's, number, great that's, that's the best scene for me. Great scene. So we've had a new a new little category here for season 3 and that's uh create a spin-off, it could be a prequel, could be a a series that follows a certain character, however you want to do it. Grant, this is your uh, brainchild here, so I'll let you yeah. go first. Um, and you picked the Godfather 1 as your season 2 I picked Mo, yeah, Mo Green was my Mo Green was my spin-off, a, a prequel to prequel series of Mo Green's life and his rise to prominence. For this one is um you guys remember Superman? Yeah. The uh for the in this at the yeah, section. Yeah, oh no, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh oh my god. He is he's <laughs> <laughs> not only does uh, not only is he not only does he do the uh, the sex show, but he's also a freedom fighter for Fidel Castro. <laughs> he's gotta break some crackers. <laughs> break a brick. You knocked down a building, and it's uh, it's a it's a movie, and it's directed by Quentin Tarantino. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I mean, Superman, obviously. Yeah. Short. My spinoff it follows uh, Frankie Five Angels mm. in the uh, in the time that, that that we're lost with him as a character. So yeah, that's so great. Wherever he takes over with Clemenza and leading up to that's that, awesome. I, I feel like the like, society is like dancing on a line of are we going to touch the Godfathers again or not? Like it's I wouldn't be stunned if like three years from now Netflix comes out with like Young Sonny or something. Like right. I feel like they may do that soon. So anything we're doing here is like I'm I'm kind of against it, but that's where I would go. I wouldn't with be that surprised. One. Yeah. yeah, Hyman Roth and Mo Green running molasses with Vito's trucks. I like to see it. that all building like up. Yeah, so that's kind of yeah. yeah. That's, cool. that's a spinoff of Grant's spinoff. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, that that there's there's a lot of material there to be developed on. I, I exactly. I went in a similar vein. A series about a young Hyman Roth uh, becoming a criminal. Yeah. It's called Breaking Hyman. Fucking <laughs> 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 Hardy. He enters the criminal uh, underworld. Uh, <laughs> hey. 
He already lied. I hate He's naive. <laughs> gets taken advantage by the criminal underworld. Yep. He gets all, you know, wrapped up in, in shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> but Fortunately. But what, but what you don't know is that he actually broke it horseback riding. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, anyone listening would be offended by that has given up on by the third hour by now. So. It's, like, it's, it's, it's like Breaking Bad, but... Yeah, we got it. We got what you were doing there. Thank you. Thank you, Hardy. You're very subtle. Yes. Have very <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Handed. That's, that's a playoff breaking bad. Uh, <laughs> movie recommendations. Follow and, us on social media. <laughs> and Artie's not allowed. Artie has to sit one out. You guys want to buy some t shirts? <laughs> Follow us on Letterboxd. We want a Hyman t shirt coming, coming to the store soon. We're going to do the one to fives here, but before we do that, we're going to give out our, our recommendations. If you watched The Godfather 2, if you enjoyed The Godfather 2, where do you go next? Is this a palate cleanser? Is this a let's dig deeper in this world? Are we going on an offshoot of something? But we can go any, anywhere you want with it, but it's just your chance to kind of give someone some sort of double feature in <laughs> a movie that should never be a part of a double feature, I'll tell you right now. Unless it's with Godfather 1, there's no other movie that should day. be tied with it because it's just that exhausting. So my thinking was I really focused on the kind of rise to power also with the great villain and um went with new jack city nino brown rising to power i've never seen that oh man yeah oh it's, yeah it's right, great that's it and that feels like it probably would be a nice little palate cleanser yeah it's fun it's good but um nino brown's a fantastic villain so you know it, it definitely has depth too so you know it's an early 90s so yeah. it has all the early 90s heavily aesthetic it's it's good stuff it's wesley size ice yep. tea right yep. Yep, Judd Nelson Judd for Nelson. some reason. Chris Rock's a crackhead. Yep, that sounds Chris, great. Chris Rock's a great crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I'll go next. Mine's not super outside the box. Uh, it's it's really just more, if you watch this movie, and, and I'm going to bring up a, a classic movie that if you haven't seen it, you got to see it just to see these, these two characters, these two actors act on stage again. And it's Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. Cazal oh. and Pacino, again, with the rapport that they have on screen. I just think that if you've checked off the Godfather boxes and you haven't seen Dog Day Afternoon, you got to do that next because it's... Um, I myself just watched it for the first time this past year. I had a great time with it. Uh, another another gritty New York movie. A lot of it just goes without saying is that it it goes real well with this movie as far as understanding '70s context and 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 movie making at that time. So that that was one of my options. I figured somebody was going to take it. Um, so mine is uh, I went to the themes of Michael striving to achieve his goals. And while everything else falls by the wayside, um, so I went with "There Will Be Blood." Right, that was it. That was it in the running for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was it just did like Daniel yeah. Plainview has shades of Michael Corleone 100%. in it, where he just all he cares about is his success, and he doesn't give a fuck about nope. everyone else around him. Great like, call. That was yeah. that was in the running until New Jack City. Yeah, yeah, that's I think that's great. <laughs> cool ties in from there. Well, what, what what an evening you'll have after that double feature. Well, <laughs> that is, it's that, a great headspace the viewer will be in after and, that. And you Jeez. have that you have that double feature, and then for the next month you watch nothing but Paulie Shore movies, <laughs> just to like just, just bio. Yeah, just watch episodes just, of just Care for, Bears just for just for catharsis. <laughs> Artie, your recommend. I lightened it up a little. Short circuit. Okay. It was mentioned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it was mentioned earlier. Uh, analyze this. Oh, I okay. like that. Artie. It's a very yeah. well like done that. mob movie. That's a comedy with uh, De Niro, Billy that's Crystal, good. Jelly. Great movie. Very funny. Really Bring you well back done. down a little yeah. bit. I well, like a lot of heart. Chess Palmentary. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and Chess Palmentary. I love that guy. New York. Yep. Great. So the one to fives here. 
Do we have to? Oh, no. Does any we have to call no, attention to anyone we here? We, we're going fives across yeah, the board. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. I think anyone who says otherwise is just, just being. Too. Well, I mean, hey, we got to ask the question. That's I what we agree. Do so we we do have we so do have. That's why we wouldn't have Brendan on the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> I get the cinematographer for you too. <laughs> <laughs> we went five 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 on the Godfather. We went five 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 on the Godfather Part Two. That's, yeah. I don't know if we'll be as kind to the Godfather Part Three when that comes around. Probs not. But uh, yeah, there's no surprises there. And the one to the one to ninety threes now. Now, it really just begs a major question here, and that is, and, and we already prefaced this in the beginning of the episode, is that we don't really have to answer this until the end of season three, where we will have to go on record on, on ranking this yeah. up against The Godfather. Right. But this is, gets into your top five. Does it, does it move past The Godfather? What are your early thoughts? You don't have to give an answer, but what are your early thoughts on, on Godfather 2 versus The Godfather? I'll go first. I was thinking about this. I think the highs of Godfather 2 surpass the highs of Godfather 1. Maybe overall, I, I, don't, I don't, it's, I mean, Godfather 1 is definitely an easier watch. It, it really kind of depends on what mood you're in. What you're looking for. Like, yeah, as a viewer. it really, it really, it, it's that fickle for me. That it, it's, it kind of depends, it kind of depends on the day. I think Godfather 2 might be a superior movie, but I don't know. It's interesting. Joey, you, you first watched these two. I think Godfather 2 is better. Simple as that. Nothing to add. Nope. No. No. I think it's a better movie. Well, I think they're both fantastic. I just think 2's... I think it's just... I think there's just more to it. If you say Horatonzo... Horatonzo. Yeah, can we retire we that, too many of those Italian beers. <laughs> I'm in the Grant School of Thought. I have a very hard time deciding which one of these I like more. I like Godfather 2 more right now. Yeah. But tomorrow, if I watch Godfather 1, and you ask me at 10 o'clock at night, I might say, hey, I like Godfather 1 more. Yeah. It's it's that fickle, like yeah. you said. When you compare a Hattori Hanzo... No, there it is. Stop. There it is. Seriously, that's what it <laughs> is. Hattori Hanzo swords. They are, yeah, I mean... It's, that's sure. the metaphor. We've all heard, I know. <laughs> you I mean, know that metaphor? Could, I mean, you heard, you've heard you know, that metaphor? This could be the same sword, too, is the other side of it. I mean, it's, you know, part one, part two. But I think it is important to distinguish the two of them in this isn't a Lord of the Rings situation, as we said, Fact. is that they had to write this second movie mm-hmm. after yeah. the first one came out. The first one wasn't built, intended for there to necessarily be right. a sequel, and, and it was signed on to it. So where I'm at with this, and I've kind of, throughout my life as a Godfather viewer, I've kind of always been waving the Godfather 2 flag. Now, that being said, we covered one, and... I really had a self-evaluation saying like, boy, this is going to be, this is going to be dicey coming up here because this move, Godfather 1 is like, it's pretty damn near perfect. It's, it's an incredible film. And leading up to this conversation, I still was kind of pretty unsure. And I, I think that the way I look at it is, is that Godfather 1 has a lot of stuff that's going on with like a Jaws and like a Rocky, both great movies. I know Jaws is like, is Grant, you're your number one yes. of all time. It has that, like, perfect storm, all these things coming together, and it just makes a movie that is endlessly beloved till the end of time. It's just how it is. is You can always put it on. You can always watch it. Godfather 2, and I think this has been reaffirmed in having this conversation, is that there is just a much bigger nut to crack there. And, and there are layers to peel off the onion that I... Didn't even know we're there till we had this conversation tonight. So I'll go back to Grant. What you just said. What are you looking for? Are you looking for the movie that that just presents itself as an airtight, 
movie that um and it's not to say that godfather isn't super layered i mean you can you can watch godfather we could all watch godfather after doing a podcast on it we could watch the original godfather and probably see something that we didn't notice in our entire yep. an- analysis oh, of it but boy there is a there is a big mountain to climb with godfather too so i i am not prepared to give an answer to that question we're going to find out as we go and and the end of the season we'll we'll have an answer boy is I mean, it the top would, 45 is going to be interesting for that battle alone uh, yeah like, yeah it's true you, what do you want to listen to? Do you want to listen to the Benz or OK Computer? There it is. Good what do you want to listen what, what, what to in Is it fall or is it spring? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Very true. Very true. So, OK, we have uh, – this is not a Who Should Have Won podcast. We do like to discuss the other movies who won Best Picture, the other movies who were nominated for Best Picture before okay. we say goodbye. So me and Joey are going to go back and forth with these, uh, these other four nominees here. Joey, why don't you start us off here? Yeah, so I'm going to start um, with Lenny. Lenny. Of course. The story of a Serbic 1960s comic, Lenny Bruce, whose groundbreaking, no-holds-barred style and social commentary was often deemed by the establishment as too obscene for the public. And, I mean, we have Dustin Hoffman playing Lenny Bruce here. And he got nominated. Bob Fosse's the director. Julian Barry's the writer. Um, it was a play. It turned into a screenplay. Yeah, so Bob Fosse was, uh, was all that jazz, and he did uh, Cabaret, which is the one that won Best Director over... So Bob Fosse won for Best Director over The Godfather. So you, you have that interesting uh, element to it there. But I, uh, I do want to call attention to the Best Acting category here mm. because Pacino did not win for, uh, for Best Actor. He lost to Art Carney in Harry and Tonto. <laughs> and not only was Pacino up here, but so was Jack Nicholson in Chinatown, along with Dustin Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman here and Lenny, and yikes, just a little rough, a little rough there. I, I, that that's always called upon as one of like the biggest disasters in Oscar history. Yeah, whether was the Academy like like big honeymooner fans? <laughs> Is that what happened here? I don't, I don't know. Real tough, real tough. But if you're looking, uh, if you're looking it's at... tough. I haven't seen the movie, so it's really tough to bury it that hard. But if you're looking for a Star Wars connection. Uh... Our Carney was in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Is <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, the beloved, the, the beloved, beloved Holiday Special. special. Yeah. Lenny, though, no one's heard of Lenny. Anyone? No, but Lenny. actually, no. you know, like Lenny Bruce is an uh, interesting character. So it's probably an, it's probably a good movie. Yeah. yeah. I love Dustin Hoffman. I always lean on any any of his performances. So this is an interesting one here too, because this is also Francis Ford Coppola, and this is also John Cazale. This is one of the five movies that John Cazale was in and was nominated for Best Picture here. And it's The Conversation. It's a movie. That I, I, unfortunately I wasn't able to watch another nominee here for this one. This would have been the one I would have watched. But it's a paranoid, secretive surveillance expert has a crisis of conscience when he suspects that the couple he's spying on will be murdered. And that's Gene Hackman in that one too. And I, it sounds pretty sounds good. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds cool. I love the fact that Francis Ford Coppola is up up twice here for this. Against himself. That's badass. It was nominated for four Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Francis Ford Coppola, and uh, Best Sound. Sorry, it was nominated for three. Jeez. So, I mean, that's probably that's probably that's a, a pretty good, damn good movie. That's yeah. a good year. It's a good year for Coppola. It's a good year for <laughs> like Coppola. Godfather 2 wasn't enough for you. You needed to do more. Yeah, I just slide another one in there. Um, Joey, what's next? So the next is The Towering Inferno. Um, at the opening party of a colossal but poorly constructed office building, a massive fire breaks out that threatens to destroy the tower and everyone in it. This is quite possibly one of the most handsome casts ever. 
You have Paul Newman, Steve McQueen, William Holden, Faye Dunaway, Fred wow. Astaire, Richard Chamberlain, Robert Vaughn, Robert Wagner, um, wow. and O.J. Simpson's in there, Norman Burton. Mm. Um, oh, right. Robert Wagner and O.J. Simpson two, in the two, same movie is very murderers. problematic. Two murderers, yeah. <laughs> two two murderers. life murderers. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> What were those parties like? <laughs> oh, oh, man. But uh, I, I knew it was a Fred Astaire. I had to have you read that one, Joey. That's uh, yeah. another tap-dancing hero. Just tap-dancing everywhere. Right through the towering inferno. Artie, Artie's favorite dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Wonderful soundbite. Well editing, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> let's keep rolling with the problematic characters here. Next is Roman Polanski's... Oh, yeah. Chinatown, and uh, have any of you guys seen Chinatown before? Yes. Okay. No. No, it's Ooh. on my list. Ooh. Yeah, it's a good, good one. one. It's a very good one. It is a good one. Yes. Uh, Artie, I think you particularly would like, would like Chinatown. Jack Nicholson, at his best, uh, both him and Pacino getting snubbed for best actor. Good God. Anyway, a private detective hired to expose an adulterer finds himself caught up in a web of deceit, corruption, and murder. Mm. Uh, noir. Awesome. Noir clicking on all cylinders. Real, real good stuff. Faye Dunaway in that one, too. John Huston. The winner of one Oscar was nominated, however, for 11. And the mm. winner of one was, uh, it won Best Original Screenplay, was nominated for Picture, Lead Actor Nicholson, Lead Actress Dunaway, yeah. Director Polanski, Cinematographer Alonzo, also Art and Set Direction, Costume Design, Sound, Film Editing, original dramatic score. Go check out Chinatown if you haven't seen it. That awesome. would have been a good recommend, too. So, gentlemen, we have tackled The Godfather Part 1, Ooh. The Godfather Part 2. We made it to the end of this. What a project. What a project. Whoa. Closing thoughts. Throw them out there, boys. Well, this was a movie that was both extremely difficult and extremely easy to unpack at the same time, somehow. Uh, I'm really happy that I was a part of the process. Uh, I agree with that very much grant it was difficult but a blast at the same time it's hard to it's it's hard to properly express that. yeah i mean it, it's, it's it's a weird seat to be in already yeah this was uh this was an experience you know getting through these two movies but it was it was a good reminder of how awesome filmmaking can really be when mm -hmm. it's done like perfectly yeah yeah and, and this is this is what other movies should strive to be yeah it's and now i've seen them and now I might still tell people I didn't see him just to... It's really funny watching people <laughs> yell at me. You can still tell them you haven't seen Godfather 3. I can. I have that in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, here's probably their response. Ah, oh, it's okay. Neither yeah, of them. They'll, they'll be one. like, already be like, yeah, no, I saw it, but I only really saw 30 seconds. <laughs> Guys, thanks for your uh, your work on these. Thank these you. were uh These were a project, and, and Granny, as you said, it was as uh, exhausting and um, as intellectually stimulating as they were. It was fun, too. We, we had a blast with it. Uh, always a good time. And uh, I'm looking forward to all that's to come for season three. We got big things ahead. We got our merch store going. We got our letterbox going. We got a, yeah. a lot going on. Beautiful thing. So we'll let the great Jim Croce play us out here. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Chichi a Puerto. <laughs> But there never seems to be enough time to do the things you want to do once you find them. Looked around enough to know you're the one I want to go through.